What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is The B Show. I'm your host, I'm Corey Smith. I'm in the Diamond Studio today with my co-host of The B Show, the fellow beekeeper of himself. Himselves? He, I, I am more than, I am a more than one We just went through six takes entity. of trying to do this intro, okay? Yeah. Okay. And this is, and we're, and we're going to do another take right now. No, we're not. We're going to keep going. Anyways, I'm I'm Corey Smith. You're Michael Vergara. We're here. We're going to talk about wrestling for every with everyone, for everyone, because this theme song won't stop playing. And this is just this is a day. You know, wrestling is for everyone. That's what Finn Balor says. Oh, it's for everyone. You know, it's 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 for the Hardy Hars and the Hoopty Hoos. That's a that's a very terrible Becky Lynch impersonation. How dare you? <laughs> You know, I just want to. I want to be a weirdo. I gotta be a weirdo. This is the B show. Uh, Irish people. Irish people. Am I right? Hey, You're Irish, right? Uh, I can. I can. I can joke about this. Yes. Okay. Yes, cool. I'm fine with it. All right. Um, I you speak, speak for all Irish exactly, people. Exactly. Uh, I speak for Seamus, Becky, Jordan Devlin, Conor McGregor, of course. Uh, yeah. Probably not. Yeah, he speaks for himself. We don't. We we don't talk anymore. Nonetheless. Uh, we're here not to talk <laughs> Quite about... Quite a thorn in the uh, side, a thorn on your side, having that, that great fallout with Conor McGregor. You know, we got in dispute over a tattoo idea. He thought he should get it. I thought... I didn't think it would look great on him, but he went ahead and got it himself. Stop lying. It was over a potato. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, we're not here to talk about uh, Irish racism. We're here to talk about uh, AEW and NXT. And all the wrestling news has been happening for the past couple of days. Because especially. nothing happened well, over this past week at all. Well, We're probably going to have like a, a few little things, bit. A few yeah. things we need to go over. Everything happens every time. Every, everything happens all the time. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with us, uh, especially during those long, uh, drawn-out dry reala- spells between shows. Somewhere. I just realized you say especially. Like, you put an X with it. It's especially. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I'm like bordering on Vinceism on this, but like oh, we've kid, been doing this, we've been kind of doing this for like two years, and I just realized, like, ex, like is this kind of just like an yeah, accent thing? I, I thought it was a. I, it, it, it's I not was how playing, you say I was it. playing a character. I'm doing a character, Michael. Oh yeah, what character is that? Uh, the the host that says especially. That's that's uh. I'm, well, I'm 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 very intrigued by this. Follow us. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at CWR415. Also, uh, wherever you listen to us, whether it's uh, the Apple podcast delivery application, the Google podcast delivery application. I can just Postmate this podcast? Like, they'll just send you a USB stick? No, that's not how it works. You go to the... It's just like Uber, though. Uber Eats. You open it up. You type in what you want. City Wrestling Radio. It pops right up. They deliver it to your ears. Big, biggity bam just, it's right there it's like it's like ear medicine like instead of just yeah. a drop and you don't have to wait 20 medicine, minutes it's just like what 20 minutes you don't have to wait 20 minutes for a delivery uh for some guy on a bicycle to say hey i can't come all the way up there uh it's 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 up a hill so i can't do that you can just walk i mean depending I, I on how try, much i the, i'm not gonna get into this fight again i've gotten to a fight this fight many times a bicycle fight uh those are the best kind of fights what kind of kick does you do you think he'll employ Kind of kick, sidekick. It's like it's, this is the most. It was the most. This is, I just gave you a curveball. It's the bicycle kick, Luke Hang uh-huh. style. Uh, is that, anyway. Oh, that's the turkey kick. Woo! That one, right? Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a turkey. Sure. Why not? Anyways, we're here to talk about AEW, NXT, and all the news. Uh, let's get into it with a bunch of news got going on right now. Oh Jesus! I'm never ever gonna be not ready for that. 
I mean, I'm always not ready for it. If, and I think that's what I mean. Well, this is the Jesus news. Christ. You know, we have to be here. We have to be official. We have to let people know that we're going to talk about things happening in the world. You said fish. Uh, I, I did not. Yeah, you did. No, I did not. I did not fry or talk about any fish. We'll get there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk about uh, the conference call, the the quarterly earnings conference call today that took place. WWE stockholders. Yeah. Every every quarter they all get together on a big phone line. It's either yeah. Vince talks at them. Yeah, it's either and it's and it's so usually used as ammunition for somebody who is either going to be all ha ha everybody look how good WWE is you're wrong or ha ha look how bad WWE is you're wrong and everybody just kind of just interprets that in whatever which way they can. And you know uh, the report came out today too. Um, you know there in this in the past uh, quarters we have found out like we were like oh how much did they get paid for a Saudi deal and it was in the undisclosed portion. Of, uh, and you can only do, and like you can always just do the math on that yeah, part. Exactly. Uh, but this year, uh, Vince McMahon is talking about big transformative changes ah, happening to the WWE Network. That's him transform- it's transformative. Tra- I'm transforming as we speak. Look uh-huh. how big these muscles Look are. Look at me. That's just such a. I feel like it's you such can't a do that because it's through a fucking speakerphone, and then it's, like all the investors are like, uh, "Are you okay?" And I mean, whatever. Vince, are you okay? Uh, but on uh, Thursday's uh, Vincer's call, investors' today. conference call, that is today. This morning, uh, WWE Chairman Vincent Kennedy McMahon said the company has had some advanced talks with uh, major OTT players. If you know what OTT is, it stands for Over the Top, which is uh, basically like uh, which is an Irish like, promotion. Uh, they yeah. play David Starr Wouldn't and be great Jordan they, Devlin. Ah, they're gonna take that's what them. I think about. Like they're it was like, wait a minute, company. they're co. I mean, they already co-opted that promotion. Are they just gonna straight up just maybe that's why Jordan Devlin's cruiserweight champion? But Over the Top. Meaning, uh, on-demand service, Netflix, on-demand service, Netflix, Disney, uh, you know, Fight TV, Hulu, uh, Hulu, Hulu ESPN has Plus, yeah. Yeah. that uh, stuff. Hulu does have live TV, don't they? I believe oh, Jesus that's a commercial they have, right? Yep. Um, uh, McMahon also says there's uh, potential deals. Uh, like he said, he's trans- they're transformative, whatever the fuck he wants to mean by that. Uh, but these changes could be in content rights with the marquee events like WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble, or perhaps different uh, distribution model for the WWE Network altogether. McMahon said the change, uh, if a change is made, it would be announced at a quarter um, as far as, uh, you know, as far as, I don't know why I'm stumbling over my words, but yeah, they so, would announce as soon as possible. So they didn't, anna- this, again, this, is all, this can only be interpreted, nothing was ever actually announced but the way everybody sees it, or at least the majority of the people are seeing it, is that we're going to have to, for big four pay-per-views, we're probably going to have to pay full price. Well, stuff. There's, I think there's a lot of options, and that, that's, that, and, is, I, that is, I heard but one then, of them. Yeah, and then they're, uh, they're actually just trying to reflect on what the WWE Network actually means to them value-wise. I'm not coming into 75 two, bucks two, for WrestleMania. 2000, 2020. I mean, listen, it's... Yeah, no, it's a huge ad. I mean, seventy. I don't. Th- first of all, I don't think it's gonna be seventy five bucks. Like, yeah, people. WrestleMania. Pay, yeah, I mean, people. Be. I mean, no, I don't like it. I can see it being forty. I can see see. I can easily see it being sixty at least, at the very most sixty. Yeah. Um, considering the fact that if they do do big fours, like I, I can definitely just imagine that happening. Or they can just do like for WWE Network subscribers, like you can order it off our on demand service. We're gonna have to pay extra money for like, say, you're paying ten dollars a month. You're gonna pay thirty or forty for this pay per view. Yeah, like yeah, stra- yeah, off your off your streaming service. But like, if you don't have it, you would pay fifty. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that, that makes sense, uh, yeah. or some, some model like that. Uh, when asked for plans for the WWE Network, McMahon said that they have, uh, they have a lot of options. One is to remain as they are now with a free and paid tier, while the other option is to distribute more content to, quote-unquote, the majors. He clarified the majors uh, being the OTT companies. Uh, one thing I heard that's being tossed around is maybe them putting WrestleMania on Fox, things of that nature. Uh, kind of as like a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, they get paid their uh, TV rights and, um, you know, advertising deals and all that. And I'm sure people would pay a pretty penny to put their commercials in the middle of WrestleMania. That on. totally also that also kind of totally changes the dynamic of how that show is going to be structured, because you do you're, you are going to have to take into account oh, every, every commercials. Yeah. You know, like, do you really want like do you say, do you really want Bray Wyatt and the Fiend be interrupted with a commercial like Roman Reigns does a splash to the outside. Oh my god, uh, Roman Reigns does a splash no, to the outside. Will he win the WWE World? No. Like the tune out will be crazy. Like I, if WrestleMania does like I'm going to say at least I'm going to just ballpark if WrestleMania does indeed get to television. I'm going to say 5 million, 4 million views. Yeah. Okay. Like as a like it'll pop a four, like a pop a 4.5, right? Yeah. Like would it be really worth it just to, you know, Put pop like pop, double your rating that you get every week, and then just lose that and just take that loss or whatever amount of money you could be making, just pay, just making it a paid service. Yeah, I I don't know, I I really don't know. What would I mean if it goes if it went to like a major TV like that? I mean, kind of cool. You could actually yeah. the 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 pick of the litter for bars to host a watch party at. Oh man, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, well, that's that's also a thing. Like maybe what if. Like either, I mean, most of the bars that we go to that show WrestleMania, it's off a computer. Yeah. But then say like, what if they, what if that option isn't, exi- it doesn't exist? What if it's actually just pay-per-view? And we don't have to illegally show it. We're just actually showing something on TV. And I'm always kind of wondered about that, wondered about that. Like say you're a bit, you're a business, you're a bar, right? And if you pay, cause like usually when you pay, the building recognizes what kind of establishment you are. And like say UFC, Conor McGregor UFC pay per view, that's gonna cost like tens of thousands for that building to hold that event. Yeah, or the establishment of the bar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and so so what's stopping a what's stopping a bar from just Chromecasting the television and just straight up here you well, go well, everybody? They have, they have uh, people that go. They they're supposed to have people to go because I've talked to bars before and they said they've had people come by and be like, hey, we work for this company that's we're being sent out because we heard you were showing this you can't show like they just this. got ninjas pretty like, much on the yeah. internet like hey the fuck yeah. are you guys doing yeah that's why a lot of bars like don't host wwe pay-per-views never heard of this before yeah that's why they had um God, i forgot what they called it but now that's why only dave and busters is only the only one that can host official wwe watch parties it's weird because that's they have weird. they have a deal with Dave and Buster's because they could, sh- it's weird. Dave and Buster's has, has a deal with Bellator as well. Buffalo Wild Wings has a deal with UFC. Um, maybe, maybe that's going to be a thing for WWE. Like, how hold exclusive deals for like certain places, like uh, like a Dave and Buster's. Actually, I feel or like this WrestleMania viewings in a movie theater. Yeah, I mean, I'm just spitballing. Here. I think it's just the bottom line is the, with the exits of Barrios and Wilson. Yeah. Considering those two, those two were at the forefront of how the network was structured, and like they were pretty much like the like the stand-ins for the establishment of the WWE network. Like that was their create, that was more or less their creation and their idea. Mm-hmm. And with their exit, really, what this conference call was the big takeaway was 
how exactly what like it, it was just it was more or less just like a like a reflection on the philosophy of said WWE network in 2020. Yeah. And I don't know and and it's and I'm just going to be curious how what the audience how like the audience retention in terms of trying to get them to buy a, another WrestleMania because I know, like I know you don't you aren't willing to pay another like pay six, shell out 60 for WrestleMania. No. I mean, come on. Like who knows? Like who knows? It could be the greatest car in the world. And I, don't care. I mean, I'm still. I'll, I'll find a way to watch it. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not. I gonna feel like you will. I feel like you will. I no. You I, got no choice. Okay, whatever. If I got no choice at all, I would probably wait. Like, but at a certain points, like, you know, it depends on your economic status. If you just got a bunch of money, you know, and you could just throw at it, mm-hmm. sure, whatever. But if you're at a point where you're like. It's either this or that. It, you know. I think it, I I say this as somebody who paid full price for full gear. Like, oh, uh, I'll pay for AEW. Yeah. Then, I'll. then, like, then that's just then that's just a way of just saying, hey, I want to support this company. Yeah. I want to see this event. I don't feel bad. About What's that. stopping WWE from actually like say they actually do a good job? And this is a big if if they do like a good job making WrestleMania a big deal. Listen, it's, it's gonna be good. Okay. You know it's. I mean, again, quality of a pay-per-view is never reflective of, you know, how well a pay-per-view actually does anyway. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll more questions than answers, I'll say, uh, off this off this earnings report. Like, yeah, like, we could get into the numbers, but we're not we're not economists here. And Well, the, the re- the- I got a bunch of numbers for you, Michael. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, it, the, the WWE, info's out there. The subscribers are down 10%. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, is something, it is something to show to it. Um, after you know them signing their two uh, big deals, you know with NBC Universal, Raw yeah. on yeah, and SmackDown on Fox. Fox. They also made a li- quite little little tidbit. They made sh- like Vince McMahon made sure made everybody sure that XFL is a completely separate entity from the WWE. And I felt like he said that every chance he got. Like oh, XFL, just so you know, XFL is uh, employed by 400 people. It's gonna be a completely different thing. Has no bearing to WWE's business whatsoever. Yet we have, uh, we have, we're gonna show on Fox, and we also have a show on Fox. Yet no, no co-promotion going on with that kind of thing. Uh, Next yeah. question. Next question. And then somebody's uh, talked about AEW as well. Like they said, they like they pretty much said AEW has not affected the way we do business at all. Even though, oh, no. even though we're doing a show on USA that lines directly that competes directly with AEW, we were gonna do that anyway. We were guys. gonna get it over on anyways. It is what it is. It's not a marathon. It's a sprint. Yeah, or a race or whatever. No, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, maybe you had the other way around. Uh, Speaking of uh, AEW and NXT, uh, ratings came in. Oh, 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 oh ratings, ratings, ratings are here. And I say that as I'm pulling it up. I'm just going to say. Because there's numbers every week that come out that indicate where they lie so in a- the hot popularity scales. So AEW, 928,000. Wow, they're up, aren't they? Yeah. And NXT, 770,000. Oh, they're down, aren't they? It was a little bit up from last week. Okay. Um, Charlotte Flair probably was that boost. Whoa. Not much of a boost, but it Whoa. it was something. Yeah. But AEW, they're um, it was actually kind of a surprising number with AEW. Um, I guess really I can I can only attribute attribute that to maybe a lot of people were tuning in to see Cody Rhodes get lashed ten times. It's weird. You know, uh, yeah. Santana or Ortiz. That's kind of a that's not that's the hottest that's not the hottest match, but Moxley. You know. John, 
Yeah. Could be but him. NXT, like, there wasn't much advertised for NXT rather than uh, besides the whole Charlotte Flair. Will Charlotte Flair answer Ray Ripley's call? And when will Charlotte Flair be here tonight? Yeah. When will that's she kind of the women's segment tonight? I mean, yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. Like they didn't, end, they didn't that that didn't start the show. I was actually kind of surprised it didn't yeah, start the show. They were drawing it on all night. I what? felt like I didn't think it was going to start the show, but <clears throat> yeah. Uh, one thing though about NXT, uh, NXT and WWE just uh, signed some new uh, signings to the Performance Center. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, as uh, you guys are well aware, he's known as the, on the independent scene as Timothy, Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher. <laughs> and uh, one uh, Killer Cross. Yes. Also, uh, he's not known as Timothy Thatcher. He's known as Killer Cross. Timothy Thatcher, also known, according to WWE, uh, an original member of the... No, a member of the original... Uh, Imperium. Imperium. Oh. They don't want re- to mention Ring Kampf. Oh, he's definitely getting put. Who's getting taken out of Imperium? Eichner, right? I think, or Fabian? Eichner. No, I mean Fabian. If, if anybody, if anybody's getting removed, I don't think anybody's getting removed from Imperium. But five, a five Wolf, man. Like Wolf was he's, already removed. Wolf is already. Uh, he's an original. So he's an original. Ring I mean, who knows? Like they can, they could easily just add him in there. True. It's kind of funny that Timothy Thatcher. Like, I mean, was there reports that he was actually just going to NXT UK, which. You know, that's not the worst idea. Like, they probably just want to get some new blood in there. Yeah. Um, you know, he was one that, you know, he said he, and no one ever thought he would go to WWE ever. But he's also 36. Yeah. He's, well, because he was getting how, up there in age. How, um, how was he, like, he was uh, trying to get uh, signed in Japan. I guess that wasn't going through. So, I mean, like, you could also say that, like, him, that, that whole Japan thing, like, not working out was mostly just because. I mean, they already have like they already stocked up for the next like decade with the talent they have yeah. with with the, sh- the 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 Shibata class yeah. and the other and the new young Definitely. lions as well. Definitely. Like maybe they're just not. Maybe New Japan is just simply not in the business of just getting more people. They're just like yeah, n- we're sorry. Or at least like or at least people from like other places. Yeah. Now they just want to home. Gr- they're they're in the business of kind of home growing growing their own talent now. And you never know what anyone's going through in their own yeah. life. Maybe he's just like oh yeah, I gotta get paid. Yeah. Uh, how was Timothy Thatcher in your experience of watching him in APW? Have you seen him match? Yeah, like, I mean, he, his last uh, last match I saw was him and Jake Atlas, one on one. Wow, you'll but probably see that match again. And probably will see it back on NXT one of these days, uh, yeah. or it'll probably be in the Largo loop, at least once. That'd be a damn shame. But yeah, uh, I mean, apparently Jake Atlas made his debut like last week. Okay, in NXT, I didn't see um, that, but that's awesome. Not on TV, just Largo yeah, Loop in, yeah, yeah. in general. But I think, he'll, I think he'll be all right. He'll, he'll be fine. I look forward to his match against uh, Angel Garza. It'll be fine. That was originally meant to be a joke, but then I, I would legitimately be looking forward to that match. Are That's probably going to happen. Jake Atlas! From the independent wrestling scene. Oh, he loves his spins as much as he loves Oh, I was his... hoping. I, was, I love the fact that you said that instead of something else. What? Nothing. What do you think I was going to come on? Get your mind out of the gutter. But uh, yeah, Killer Cross. Um, so on this episode's Tuesday's uh, episode of Backstage, you know, because everyone watches that, it was announced that these two signed with WWE. Uh, Thatcher signing with WWE, reporting to the Performance Center, already confirmed earlier that day. WWE announced that Cross was reported to the Performance Center later. Meltzer reported on Cross's status in the most recent edition of uh, the newsletter. I had no idea. Uh, I, he said he didn't it's talk very to Triple obvious, H, uh, but that's the normal MO now for uh, people who do talk to Triple H. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Casey Michael was the one that actually reported the Thatcher signing before everyone else. Well, they just had to just straight up, you know. I, well, nope. I, I, it, to me, I heard about I heard rumors and then it was confirmed once I saw 
somebody who works at an independent that knows him. I was like, okay. he's going to Florida, man. He's yeah, going to like, Florida. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's confirmed. Is that what it's like? Is that but it, is that pretty much just the layman's term of just signing to WWE? He's going to Florida. Uh, going to Florida. Going to New York. Well, New York's MLW. Yeah. Um, because you don't go to you don't go to Stanford now. They don't they don't bring people to Stanford. That's the that's the kingdom. Anyway. That's fucking ROH. <laughs> uh, but Scarlett Bordeaux, who's in a relationship with Cross, signed to WWE earlier in the uh, or the end of last year, reports the Performance Center after being granted her release from Impact. So some might say that has something to do with it. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Everybody has. Everybody decides on their own career, yeah. but maybe that was the kind of the just like okay, if she's here, I might as well be here too. They want me. They'll they'll offer me the most amount of money. And you know, I heard they're gonna. Um... And he's thirty four. Like Thatcher and like Cross. Like it's a big loss for like anybody who doesn't get him because I I think they're both tremendous talents. Yeah. But they're also thirty four and thirty six. Where would you and, like to see these guys? And just in NXT or? I mean, Thatcher. I feel like would be. I think he'd be great addition to the. I mean, I think everybody. Like, I'm at that point where every. I mean, everybody's going to be a great addition to everywhere because everyone's just so talented nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Like, but then WWE for. I'm trying to think who benefits the most out of WWE, and I think it's Killer Cross, just because he has a great look. You know, he's I heard they're going to the I mean, they're both. Back. Huh? I heard they might. Uh, they're either going to send him right up to the NXT main roster or actual main roster. I mean. Yeah, no, anything's it's possible. Possi- possibility, anything you know, possible. But, but I see, like with Timothy Thatcher, I you know he's he, he's no small guy himself. What is he like six 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 three? He's pretty fucking big. Yeah, he's thick too. Yeah, muscular. Uh, I see that dude fare better in NXT. But if they're if you were to tell me only two of them is going to, should is getting like main rostered push whatever, I think it should be Killer Cross. Yeah, just because just look at him. Look at him. Yeah, he he was. Uh, but then we say that about a lot of a lot of other people who just don't like, who don't really reach that. I saw potential. his Uber pull up to a show one time. He <laughs> yeah. pulled up and it drove right to the entrance where all the fans are. And he goes, and you just see him pointing forward, so he can be like, "Actually, drop me up the block." <laughs> understandable. Uh, understandable. But uh, well, I mean, hopefully both men made the right decision for both of them. Um, whether you know whatever it was. That yeah. To sign with WWE. Good and um, no, it was surprising that Thatcher signed. You that know. yeah, I feel like that was the because that dude like he just kind of came off as somebody who just didn't want to sign anywhere. He'll like he'll just take the David Starr route and just be like independent. He's like it. the Kota Ibushi of Northern California. Um, nonetheless, he's from what Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, out of Sacramento. Uh, also in the news, uh, congratulations to WWE's Maria and Mike Kanellis on the birth of their second child, uh, or at least in storyline, it might be his child. I don't know. We never really solved that. Who cares? I know. Uh, Maria and Mike Kanellis. Um, they really did drop the drop that like a freaking yeah whatever dropping metaphor there is that. It's not going coming yeah. to my mind right uh, now. They revealed the other day that their baby was born on Monday, uh, writing uh, Carver Mars Bennett arrived yesterday. Carver? Carver. C-A-R-V-E-R. Carver. Carver. Eight pounds and uh, 20 and a half inches. Are they watching Scott Hall matches? Hey, yo. Uh, and apparently they are so in love, Marie and Mike. That's I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah. Uh, and then called the greatest this, love for nothing. This is their second child after their first uh, daughter, uh, Frederica, or as they call Freddie Moon Bennett, was born in April of 2018. So congratulations to them. I mean, 
Hopefully, you know everything. A girl works. named Freddie. That's that's unique. I, I always like that. I was no, that's cool. kind of that's kind of cool. I just yeah. never really heard of that as a girl's name. They got to spell it like F R E D D I, but like leave off the. Like e. I know there's. I think there's like. I think I know one girl, or at least one girl, or at least know of one girl named Freedy. Freedy. Yeah. F R E E. Like F R I E D I E. I'm only just think. I'm only weird. just spitballing. So you're like that's my family. Don't talk about them like that. <laughs> Um, well, congratulations to them. Also in the news, uh, yeah, get that, uh, get that, uh, maternity leave money. Yeah. Right. I mean, they signed, they signed a five year contract. <laughs> Shit, they're going to be there for a minute and it, my, might as well just pump a button. I but, guess Mike has been in the, he NX, wants out. He's in the Largo loop too. Okay, sure. Why not? No. Yeah. I mean, he has. So also, uh, Goldberg's coming back. Yeah, Goldberg, um, Saudi This is for Saudi, well, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, unless it's mania. It could be it could be for Mania as well. I'm surprised that they didn't advertise that like alongside the Super Bowl. You know, like I there were I remember like in the pre like watching the Super Bowl, which uh, yeah, that Super Bowl game was unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, They didn't really. I was I remember always wondering like what what's what co promotion WWE would incorporate with Fox considering. Super Bowl was being shown on Fox. It was just a random generic. It was just some video of just Roman Reigns. Smackdown. No, it was a random video of just Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks and Pizza from Pizza Hut. And then they just did a bunch of stuff with Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman and I think Jimmy Johnson. And they just started dancing with Pizza. Cool. And I was, eh, not really. (laughs) Was it better than the Bill Murray commercial? I like that Bill Murray commercial. (laughs) No, I do. Actually, uh, and I would have thought that if you were gonna if you were gonna tackle this audience who would be watching Super Bowl like advertise Goldberg like he is a he is some he's not Attitude Era but he's from that he was he he was wrestling during those years of the Attitude Era in yeah. WCW yeah, yeah. like that would have that could that could have easily swayed a bunch of lapsed fans who were just happy to be watching the Super Bowl and like oh wait Bill Goldberg's back let me watch this on a Friday night it's on a Friday night oh fuck that <laughs> too busy having sex with women and drinking because I'm cool. And I'm exactly the type of person that WWE wants. Well, that's cool guys who get laid. Wrestling fans, just it's it goes hand in hand. That's usually what all wrestling fans do on Friday nights. Yeah, get laid and drink beer. Yeah, and uh, are cool. Uh, Lord knows. Uh, <laughs> uh, just let's just end the show. <laughs> Goldberg. Goldberg. He's coming back. Uh, who do you think he's facing? Uh, Corbin. Yeah, probably. Corbin could should, could be the fiend. It's not, not the fiend. It's not the fiend. Could be Roman. It's not, it's not be Roman. Roman. Shorty no. G. Probably not Shorty G. No. Sheamus. Maybe Sheamus. Um, you looking at your watch? Like, what time is it? Uh, four twenty-four. No, uh, but then. Oh no! Just for some reason, my LinkedIn shared a. Gotta stay focused here, man. Sorry. This is this is this is your LinkedIn. This is my job. City Wrestling Radio is your LinkedIn. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I don't know who, I mean, if he's on SmackDown, that means he's probably challenging somebody from SmackDown. Come on. That's what he says. Who's next? You know, or he says, what's next? No, who's next? What if he's just like, you know. What's next? Oh, I, I, you I'll know, be, I'm going to actually, uh, like. He spears his kid. Uh, it's yeah, it's sure. topless. <laughs> well, his kid's probably, like, went through a growth spurt by now, so he's probably, like, six foot one. Just Dominic. This is, they're just going to cast Dominic as, like, Goldberg's son. Like just spray, no explanation. Spray your hair blonde. Yeah. Cain Velasquez. Uh, yeah. Well, I just wanted Cain Velasquez to come out in a blonde wig and be like, I'm Goldberg's son. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he. What like, if it's Riddle? Can't be Riddle. He's NXT. 
Oh yeah, because NXT can't come up to the main roster and just have a fight. There are exceptions. There's always exceptions. Yeah, Rhea There's always exceptions. There are always exceptions until there's not. All right, and I think Riddle. I don't want to say he's in the doghouse, but you do. He's getting the Jose Osegueda treatment well, what if as we gets, speak. What if they just bury him on the main roster? What if they're like, this is your punishment? I mean, they already did that, right? No, well, in the Royal Rumble, it doesn't, you know. So that was a lesson. Well, no, it's not like he was going to win that anyways. Yeah, but he could have lasted longer. I don't know. I don't want to see Riddle go to Saudi Arabia. I don't want to see him actually maybe get caught with anything. Oh, that's true. Ah, he's smarter than that. Uh, God willing. Yeah. God willing. But he's then you get to that point that. where you're like, I could sneak it in. It's fine. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm what just, could possibly go wrong? Possibly go wrong. Anyways. Goldberg. Goldberg. Friday. Friday. We'll review that show. Right? Yeah. No? Okay. I haven't watched it. <laughs> uh, and another piece of news. There is one show I do want to review with you in the future. Joey Janela's Spring Break. Three, four? Cuatro. Okay. Uno, dos, three. Yeah, cuatro. Four. Um, Janela revealed the trailer during the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, the, revealing that- Like, Mino- he posted this on Twitter. So it wasn't actually on the halftime show. Yeah. That'd be quite the advertisement uh, if Joey Janela does J-Lo and Shakira an said, let's, uh, we have this video from GCW we want to play real quick for you guys. And yeah, hold on. Here you go. And then Shakira went, still, Yeah, I'm still adjusting my tassels, just- uh, just watch this video for a second. And what did, what did that video show? Minoru Suzuki will face off against freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Rest in peace, Suzuki. Uh, you know what? I completely agree. I uh, think... What's going on? This is going to be quite the quite the stage for Orange Cassidy at this point, considering like you know him signing with AEW and not really wrestling that many matches. I feel like the people... Who would be super into this, or like has, like who's only just beginning to get into Orange Cassidy? Yeah, is going to be watching this match and just be completely fucking blown away because I'm assuming like he'll drink some orange juice at a certain point. Yeah, I mean, I just it's gonna it's it's definitely gonna be the most interesting match Mania weekend. Def- no, it's I yeah. think it's probably gonna end up being match of the weekend. Yeah, like that, the, the that, amount of buzz that's just gonna generate. Like it, yeah, um, when. They go to L.A. the next year. Yeah. I'm definitely going to number Is Barnett Bloodsport? Barnett's Bloodsport is during Mania Weekend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe, was it Chris Dickinson versus Minoru, versus Minoru Suzuki, right? Yeah. I think and so. Again, like, this kind of just shows the amount of dates that Suzuki is working in. in, in no, in Mania Weekend. I mean, like, we could just... What well, was this, it like? This, no, this could easily just spill over to our New Japan news of just him... Being being United States, I like New Japan's United States champion, and just straight up just doing tour dates all over U.S. Because Minoru Suzuki, he is a gigantic name to you know people like you and me, or people like who would go to New Japan shows. Like he yeah, is yeah. he is a he is a major attraction for yeah. that promotion. Uh, but hold me, let's get through this real quick. Okay. Um, you know this will be like I said first. Uh, this is a battle between New Japan and AEW wrestlers going at it on a different stage, so it's kind of cool. Also announced for this show, uh, <laughs> the Forbidden Door is open again in gcw i think that's where the forbidden door will be opened is in gcw oh boy which is kind of cool uh the great muda alex shelley and will osprey are all, all announced for the event it's also think it's also like i'm kind of curious like the the the, the deal in because it took a minute but janela announcing this very show and then orange cassidy taking dates uh chris stantlander probably taking more dates and um i don't know that for sure maybe just the whole. Can you confirm with her real quick? Yeah, no. Let me just hit her up right now. But um, just the 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 like they're it's a just AEW more or less kind of 
They're kind failing, of, aren't they? Is that what you're saying? No, it's just them like being a little bit more. Uh, what the fuck is that word? Lenient? Submissive, lenient. Uh, yeah. With their with their with their signed you know talents, just you know, hey, you can work these dates. You can work with working with New Japan talent. Like I thought that was only like special special clauses for special people. Like uh, I don't think that's like a- Jericho and Moxley, but for Orange Cassidy, that's kind of interesting. Well, fucking what's his name loves Orange Cassidy. Tony Khan. Yeah. He loves that dude. Of course, he was him for Halloween. You were him for Halloween. I, I did a better costume than Tony Khan. I think you have several advantages over Tony Khan when it comes to being looking like a. Uh, I Cassidy. actually look like Orange Cassidy, um, but um, so you know, somebody came up to me at the next show and was like, "Oh, dude, I I, I heard you dress like Orange Cassidy. I I didn't even know." And I was like, "That dude should <laughs> dress like Orange Cassidy." Orange, what are you talking about? I am Orange Cassidy. And I was like, "Yeah, he didn't even see me." And somebody was like, "Talking, I was telling people about it." So I'm like, "I got to do this every year now. It's my gimmick." Do a new character. There could be worse things to dress up as as a wrestler. Like yeah. you could be dressing up like John Cena again. That is true. I could be, and that was that was the first year. So, but nonetheless, Joey Janela's Spring Break Four will take place Friday, April third, at the Cuban Club in Ybor Y B O R. We're not going to this thing. So, well, I'm telling people where it's at. <laughs> it's in Florida, guys, at the Cuban Club. So, if you want to get tickets, get tickets now. It'll probably be on some sort of streaming service. That's where you'll probably watch it. Fight. Probably, most likely. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, let's talk about some. Uh, really quickly, let's get into some New Japan talk for this weekend. There are shows coming up this week. Well, I think we have one show this weekend. Oh, uh, but it's the new beginning <laughs> My show. Mistake. The new beginning in Osaka. Um, yes, Osaka, which is uh, per, per, perennially, perennially known as a, a more of a smart crowd in, by New Japan standards. They are the ones that are like, they're the hottest crowd, but they're also the hardest to please. Oh, they're hot. Sure. Why not? Um, anyways. It is hot in Osaka. I it am sure. Get, it gets pretty know. hot over there. Uh, there's going to kick off with an eight-man tag match with a bunch of people. You'll you'll see it. Uh, um, I mean, yeah. What's marquee matches? Well, to go I was going to get into that. The second match is actually for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship showing you. Heavy Q Championship. Heavyweight. Yeah. No, that's Japanese. Oh. Uh, versus uh, Show and Yell versus uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. I mean, I don't see Show. This is their first defense with the titles. I don't see them losing it, especially to mm-hmm. Kanemaru and El Desperado. Um, and also, there's another eight man tag team uh, between Bullet Club. Uh, Takahashi, Yujiro oh, Takahashi, uh, Tongaloa, Tamatonga, and Chase Owens versus Kota Ibushi, Tanahashi, uh, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. New tag team champions, by the way. They gave Tama the title. and Tongaloa, yes. They gave the titles back to G.O.D., which... Makes sense to me. What? I, are you... Are you no, this I is think a bit? no. <laughs> this I, is a I like bit. God as champions. This is just, but then doesn't this just completely undo any like any if all reboot to that tag division? Yes, because Ro- Juice Robinson is going to turn heel this year. Uh, it was my prediction. It's going to come true. It's coming to a fruition. This is all permission. your fault, Corey. No, there is a picture. This new picture of Juice Robinson on here is very. He looks terrible. It does. Juice Robin looks, Robinson looks terrible. I know, and also he doesn't like the Giants, so screw him. I don't know. Uh, also, there's a tag match: Zack Saber Jr. and Taichi versus Okada and Will Osprey. I need to see that Osprey uh, ZSJ match because apparently that was really fucking good. Apparently, the Okada Taichi match was pretty good too. Thirty minutes though. That was the one criticism I heard. That yeah. it's just like, does the does the Taichi match really need to go thirty minutes? Jay White versus Sonata is also taking place, uh, and then we have Takahashi 
uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Ryu Lee, the former Dragon Lee. This is uh, Takahashi's Ryu first is Dragon in Japanese, Corey. The, you know, I didn't. Fun know, fact. I, I Fun would, fact. I would have said just Dragon and Ken when I was a kid. Right, anyways. Uh, Takahashi's this is his first defense as the junior heavyweight champion. I mean, I don't see him dropping it, but it's gonna be one hell of a match. Boy, oh boy, uh, stay safe, the kids. John Moxley, because <laughs> yeah, John Moxley defending his uh United States heavyweight championship against Minoru Suzuki. I feel uh, like this match about is- to be a banger. I've seen the I watched I, out of all the new beginning road to new beginning shows that like the Moxley Suzuki match was the only one I watched. Yeah, those guys are. I want an ent- I want John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki to just have an entire house to themselves beating the shit out of each other. See what creative because I feel like those are two guys that could that are just improv masters on whatever yeah, they can yeah, find yeah. and just beat each other up with. Just beach and I love Moxley. they kind of did it in they kind of did it in whatever venue they were at at Road 2. Yeah. Like they were just grabbing whatever, like any barricade, any chair, oh, like they need a Texas death match is what they need. Mm. Or whatever maybe, they call maybe. it, but Moxley's dropping that belt. No, yeah, you don't. You think I so? see that. I can see Moxley dropping Suzuki that belt to Suzuki, the United States title. It and it goes with my fucking theory with this U.S. expansion thing, where they're gonna put Minoru Suzuki into a bunch of U.S. dates as this main attraction. Okay. Yeah, and they'll and they'll just get like the wipe. I'm not necessarily thinking that Moxley will never work with New Japan again, but it kind of just wipes their hands clean. Like temporarily of Moxley, they can, of just well, Moxley they can just a little not bit. Use them if they don't want to, or they yeah, can work around it. It's easier. You can definitely work that remit. That match is going to be awesome, though. Yeah, and then the main event that night is for two titles uh, for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Championship match. Uh, Tetsuya Naito defending both titles against Kenta. A lot of heat, a lot of heat getting into that match, and I think Kenta has really. He has very much reinvented himself after that whole spot, that whole angle at Tokyo Dome. Like, that dude got super fucking hated, um, preventing the celebration of Tatsuya Naito. And I feel like the real celebration is going to happen after this match. I don't see Kenta winning uh, yeah. both those titles. I can see this just being kind of not not necessarily a stopgap because I do feel like this has there's meat to this uh, to this feud. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to you know do it again or they're going to have multiple programs over this, but. I can see, I mean, Naito's winning, and I, my expectations are kind of tempered, considering, like, the cap- uh, what's, what they're both capable of. Yeah. Considering, like, Akenta's, like, he's good, but he's not really. Was well, every match. But he's game. also, like, pre- he's also kind of on the older side, and Naito, he's great, but he's also hurting. Everything you say today is just old, old, old. These people are old. It really goes to show what this industry is, um, Corey. But no, I, I just, I don't like this defending both titles every time now. It's like... Yeah, it's going to be interesting what they'll, what they're going to, what's the work. You might as well unify the titles at that point. Yeah, no. I mean, people just want, I mean, people just want double titles, I guess. Like, just the whole caveat of just looking what you look like with just two belts. Just make the Naito two belt shirt, sell it, get it over with. And like, I can I mean, like, Naito's I mean, that, I mean that intercontinental belt. Like, I could see somebody just saying, "Hey, I just want that intercontinental title belt. It's fine. You don't have to get that belt." No, I don't want the main one. If I beat you too, I, I I just want one. Yeah, I don't want them both. I'm not greedy. Just I don't know. I, I it's 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 definitely weird. It's uncharted territory for this company. I don't know what they're gonna do. I held um, both. I've held both belts. So, yeah, I want at one point of my life. Nonetheless, Naito, uh, Naito, uh, Kenta, they're yeah. having a match. So uh, new, a new be beginning right. in Osaka. It's gonna be a good show. I'm actually probably probably watch it. I'll probably try to watch it. 
At least try. Yeah. Did, does it say the time? What time is it? I think it, I think it was like uh, 11.30. Oh, I already closed it. I already closed the app or the page. <sighs> Jesus I thought we were done with that. I'm sorry. I want to know the time now. Um, but it's it was 2.30 Eastern, I think Melter said. So that's 11.30. That's a good time. It's a good time. Good it's a good time. It's a good, it's a good time. time. You know what else is a good time? A little AEW Dynamite. It happened last night. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, will you it tell definitely me? did. I, Something wasn't happening. Will you tell me what happened on the show? Uh, because. Yep. Holy Wrestling Dynamite. We're going to do reviews create, now, guys, if you didn't get was, that. Was a, is a wrestling, All Elite Wrestling is a wrestling promotion created by Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Tony Khan. Oh, and Kenny Omega. Uh, yep. Uh, backed by Shahid Khan, so uh, I'm just I am stalling for time. Just to who get these notes. is uh, also owners of the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars, and FC Fullerton. And here we go, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, uh, February fifth, right? No, today's yeah, the fifth. No, no, today, no, that's the fifth. That's no, the fifth. Yes, February fifth, two thousand twenty. We get a recap of last week, and then straight on to our first match. Uh, ex, uh, bah, bah, bah. Big Boss himself. John Moxley, which uh, Excalibur with that sly Metal Gear Solid reference, I love it. I love it. Cody's also a huge Metal Gear mark as well. So I, I felt I have I have zero. I, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Like this whole eye patch thing is all Cody's doing. Like yeah, reference Big Boss. I love Metal Gear Solid. I love Hideo Kojima. And who doesn't? Honestly, I I, I wanted this to be more of a Snake Plissken reference. I mean, Snake Plissken is is a direct inspiration for Solid Snake. Anyway, so it is, it, it all <laughs> ties up together, right? Yeah. He faces Ortiz of the Proud and Powerful and the inner circle the afro is back too. uh ortiz uh he does this thing uh he, uh, one of his uh one of his entrances where he's in just the ring he does just because this <sighs> yeah he does like this little cat thing with the claws out he's like a jaguar yeah and with all the separated teeth that ortiz has it just looks even better yeah i love ortiz he's 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 one he's quite he's heck very, a wrestler. He's, yeah. both him and santana are yeah. great but I think Ortiz, you kind of reminds me of Taz, not Taz EC, not the ECW. The Tasmanian Taz, Devil, Taz, yeah, Tasmanian Devil, like yeah. he just, yeah. Yeah. I'm a genius, the best. Yeah, uh, Moxley gets a new, uh, a newer eye patch, aka something he could probably see through and not mess with. Uh, mission accomplished. Santana accompanies Ortiz, so clearly no shenanigans involved. Ortiz does his thing where. I completely did not finish that sentence in my notes, and I have no idea what I was referring to. Well, you did Jer- his thing, you know. Yeah. Jericho comes out, and they show some audience members singing to the song, and I thought it looked kind of cringe. It, like, I like I like oh, it when I hear yeah. the audience members sing it, but then when you actually see a, a, a wrestling fan on camera singing to that song. Well, because nobody really fully committed. It was like that. Yeah. No, no, no. I no. no my, I, main pro- my main problem was people were committing too much, uh, yeah. where they just kind of like, hey, listen. I like that you're having a good time and everything, but uh, keep it to yourself. As, no, as from my point of view, this I'm looks, not. It, this looks kind of cringy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Though, yeah, so uh, Jericho is wearing a sports coat with no undershirt but scarf because, of course, he is. Uh, Sammy Guevara is also on commentary as well, which I thought he was actually. I thought he played a really good foil to like he like a good mimic to Jericho. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Sammy Guevara, number one. Uh, Maxley conf- uh, Moxley. Moxley confronts Ortiz and Santana with a chair and wisely drops in front of Santana on the floor. Uh, Ortiz planks on Moxley for a two count. Crowd chants Ortiz sucks. Ortiz works the eye. Jericho says Ortiz is as wide as he's short. Whoa. Which, uh, might be a slight, might not be a slight. I don't know. 
you have one dude in the front row who is such a like a who's like such a big ass fucking mark for Moxley to a point where he's willing to go and pay money to a wrestling show to wear a fucking eye patch and hinder half of his vision to watch this match because he knows he's on the hard cam. Uh, you and I'm know. like the day. Like I said, I'll be honest though. I, pay your money, be entertained, and be do whatever you want. When I sat front row at a SmackDown show with against Hard Cam, I wore the my Macho Man glasses just so I could stick out. Yep. And how'd that work out for you? Uh, yeah, there's video of me dancing to Rich Swan's song coming out. That was looking back. Yeah. Eh, you know. <laughs> you know. Mox does a figure four leg lock and then a tope suicida to Santana. Tope con hilo from Don't Ortiz, worry. followed with a big splash and a fisherman suplex. Ortiz accidentally bumps Santana and runs into a paradigm shift for the win. The win. Jericho and Guevara yelling at Ortiz. And I love it as it's going on. Jericho and Sammy Guevara, like, like there was this little like moment where Ortiz is just sort of like he's dazed and mm-hmm. he's about to get set up. And then Ortiz, Jericho and Santana, I mean, Sammy, it was like, Dude, don't turn around. Don't turn around. Just just go. Don't. And they just get like really scared. And again, Jericho and, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, they were fucking awesome. They're uh, the, one of the greatest father son duos in all of wrestling right now. Exactly. What do you think of the match? Um, I mean, I thought it was a good opener. Uh, both crowd uh, was really hot. Yeah, crowd was hot to begin the show. Ortiz, I mean, he's he's both him and Santana are really showing you know how they can react on the mic and in the ring separately and together, and yeah. it really just shows how great they really are. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, Post match, Santana tries to beat up Mox, but responds with a paradigm shift of his own and whips out Jericho's stolen car keys, <gasps> and with an eye for an eye, as. Eight, as they would lovingly message hit you with the head I or hit you in the he- eye to make sure that fact is uh oh i see what you did there. put across um gets his stolen car keys and just spikes stan santana's eye with the key as jericho yells for guevara and hager to go get him i love how they say so, spike they don't say stab yeah like he stabbed him i'm willing to bet eye. i'm all i'm honestly willing to bet tony khan had to run that by tnt yeah you know it's like hey guys we're gonna do an angle here and uh we're just gonna drive. We're just gonna have these car keys and just drive straight to the eye. What do you guys think? Uh, he yeah. stabs him or, or I slams mean, it into his eye. Uh, he slams it. He, he slams gets it. a spike. Why can't you say spike? I, that one just say spike. All right. Okay, guys. Yeah. Thanks. I'm Tony Khan. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm, Hi I'm guys. Tony I'm Tony Khan. <sighs> I'm still thinking about Moxley's. Just like it didn't really look like an eye patch. It kind of just looked like a thong. Like it well, just it, looked like a thong. It, just it, it looked like a, it looked like an eye patch that like would be made for a really good costume in a movie. Yeah, you know what I mean, like this was made. He's, for he's him. just he, Moxley is just constantly figuring it out because there's one where it's just straight up a white eye patch. It's a black eye patch. One that's just kind of just goes with the. He had yeah. the pirate's eye patch on the boat. He'll, yeah. I think he's. I, uh, how long do you think it's just going to take for him to just give up? It's like, hey, you know, it was long enough for me to just. I'm surprised he was wearing it at. Uh, like he's wearing it at New Japan too. He's wearing it on the plane. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere he's wearing the iPad. I can't definitively say that, but I. Oh, everywhere. Yeah, Every, yeah ever, I can. I know where he is at all times. Commit to the bit, Moxley. Next match: SCU versus SCU. Best Friends with Orange Cassidy. Crowds are still apeshit over the mere presence of Orange Cassidy, and why would they not be? As SCU enters, you see a sign the crowd of, on the crowd saying "Make a new Aki wrestling game." Yeah, I saw that. But then that guy he had another sign later that said something else. I thought it was very. It was. It stood out. It looked. It, it was very he, well placed. He accomplished it. He accomplished. I mean, you think you think it was a plant? It's. He seemed like a plant to me. I mean, I mean, to me, he did because there was another one that said, "If he's I'm, a plant, that would just imply that like, or, they or would he, know." Or, or he worked for some because 
because he had another thing that said follow like conradwrestling.com. I mean, we'll get to possible plants later in the show, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. I was a PlayStation kid. I was never really, I never really had a direct affinity towards the Aki wrestling games. And I feel Aki. Like we, and I feel like we had this conversation before. We haven't. I was okay. a SmackDown 2 kid. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. never a No Mercy I, or I, WrestleMania. Oh, I love. I played WrestleMania. I played that shit out of that game over and over mm-hmm. and over and over. And what I loved about it was the customization. You can make Undertaker as fat or as skinny as you want. I just to. didn't really like the look of just how those how, the, how, how everybody was just bulky. You know, uh, like SmackDown Two, they just had a kind of a leaner, well, more you know realistic funny? look to them. The the characters all had a one to seven fat rating, like how fat you were. And for some reason, Undertaker was a six in that game. So he's more he's more bulky than fat. I, Trenton cast to start at stereo elbow drop. Jr. assures the audience that Scorpio Sky isn't too cold Scorpio and that he's not senile yet. Uh, Chuck Taylor does. But a he weird- went on for a minute telling you, "I'm just letting you know that I know it's not too cold Scorpio." <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not no, crazy. I, I, yeah, no, you're, and you're t- definitely and Tony not. Tony Schiavone is just like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah we yep. know. <laughs> yeah. Jr. Look at this match. Is that Grande for you? Or Vente. Okay. Chuck Taylor does this weird pose and does a dead eye stare to the camera like he's Kota Ibushi, which I found oddly hilarious. Uh, Kaz does a German suplex to Trent on the outside. Everybody's laid out on the ground, and Orange Cassidy just walks around, surveys the scene, and just lays down himself and decides to take a nap, much to the ch- much to the freaking joy of this audience. Which the I thought was of the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, assisted swinging DDT to Trent. They build heat on him as we get to commercial. Commentary acknowledged Trent has a stinger and sells his neck. A badly shot. Uh, wait, a badly shot? A badly shot soul food half and half combination. Oh, yeah, because it misses the other half of it, too. It's okay. It's real weird. Yeah. Uh, SU does the wide angle hug. No, not SU. Best Friends does the wide angle hug, but it costs them the match as Trent or Chuck, can't remember, gets a boot into the Yoshi Tonic for the pin and win. I thought this was a very well worked match. Uh, Decent, these yeah. guys were like from high, very very high level workers. Um, it's definitely not the best tag match of the night. One hundred percent not that, but I enjoyed I enjoyed it, and the crowd still stayed hot. And I think mostly due to like Orange Cassidy and well the angle afterwards, also yeah. the angle afterwards, which involves Dark Order post match beatdown. But Orange Cassidy stands up to them to an enormous reaction and freshly squeezed chance. They. Um, Evil Uno offers him a mask. OC responds with putting his hands up in the air and then straight to his pockets. And then one second later, everybody just starts beating Orange. Surprise, Orange didn't like at least try to throw a kick at, at Evil Uno and be like, "What? What are you doing?" It was, you know, his hands were in his pocket. Well, you can well, still throw a kick. Yeah, well, it was too. He got, it was a cheap shot, all right. Anyway, I, I know he should have been ready if anything for Orange Cassidy. Um, enormous booze, enormous booze. Oh, getting like any offense on Orange Cassidy. He's been squeezed already. Such a, it's so fascinating. Orange Cassidy, just like it's, it's, you're, it's, it's, it's. It, he never leaves anybody indifferent. You're either all in on that gimmick or you're well, not. Well, it's just like, um, it's just like in Days and Confused. Name one character from Days and Confused. Jeremy London. I don't know who that is. He's the stoner. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like I Mila thought, Jovovich. Okay. Well, no, you might like that movie too much then. But most people just remember. Uh, might not even be Jeremy London. I think it was Jason. I'm London. talking about Michael McConaughey. He was kind of like the. I mean most Matthew popular. McConaughey. Yeah, he was in it too. He was good. 
But uh, Matthew McConaughey, you know, you're right. You know, the all right, all right, all right. I mean, Ben Affleck was in that movie. He was also in a famous scene in that movie. Yeah, but I feel like Matthew McConaughey was the most famous, like not the most famous person in that, but the person to be most recognized. And he's kind of like, isn't he like barely in that movie either also? I know. That's the thing. But he stood out so much. Everyone loved him because he was like, he's just the dude. Yeah. And that's just like Orange Cassidy. He's just the dude. Well, the thing, uh, but also just about Orange Cassidy is just like everybody, it's just like there comes a time when, and I think AEW is actually kind of particularly smart in how they employ, uh, how they use him. Like if he's doing this to like somebody like, like Jericho, like guarantee that's going to get like a giant reaction. But if you like put Orange Cassidy like in the main event of Revolution, then I feel like there would be pushback and I just... You know, it's oh, like, put, yeah, yeah. it's like, if anything, it's like putting the title on someone like the fiend. You know what no, I'm saying? No, I don't think it's like that. Uh, but Orange <laughs> Cassidy, you're absolutely right because once in a while, it's great to see it. Like if he just had a one match for like, oh my, oh my God, Orange Cassidy versus Jericho. But if Jericho beats him, whatever, I don't expect him to ever hold the title. Or and I think him. the fan base is kind of, you know, weary, weary to that too. Yeah. You know, and I think, and. Well, you'd get half the, the fan base going like, what the hell, this guy, he's not even a real champion. Like. Why is he and I kind of agree with him. Like you don't put oh, agree, Orange, yeah. Orange Cassidy is not somebody you put the title on. Maybe like yeah. a mid card title. Yeah, maybe a tag title. Yeah, and it's important to have hierarchies anyway. Yeah, so. Definitely. Orange Cassidy just uh, what a smart pickup for AEW squeezed. though. Like yeah, uh, Excalibur says they're still identifying who's the higher power. I mean, exalted one. As this ends the segment. Video of MJF. Well, well, hold on. No, uh, Chris Daniels runs out. That's true. He runs out to kind of save the day. And they all leave. And it's funny because the whole crowd is just chanting, Fallen Angel, Fallen Angel. So everyone in the crowd thinks he's the exalted one. But then he's not the exalted one. He's he's the fallen angel. That's always kind of his thing. You don't know that. Like, what if he is the exalted one now? He is the fallen. I mean, they made it super obvious that it's not Christopher Daniels at this point. How? He didn't. Just because. He hasn't fought. Because they're making it too obvious. When when you make it too. In wrestling layman's terms, when you make it too obvious, it's not obvious. Yeah. It's not the case. But MJF turning on um, Cody was too obvious, and they went with that. Because it made sense. Doesn't make. I mean, does anybody? Does anybody like? Is anybody like being the exalted one makes sense at this? Is point? there somebody that Christopher Daniels had a feud with, like in the past, that we know of that AEW might have signed or whatever? Because that's what like I think. Anybody with history? Yeah. Did Raven have history with Christopher Daniels? I mean, sure. Like, considering how long. Well, when Raven was how the big surfer, of a, how, dude. how 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 much like how long Christopher Daniels has wrestled for? Probably, yeah. probably he probably feuded with everybody. You know point. what? I feuded with him at one time. Yeah, what'd you say to him one time? I said NCU oh, North Cal Uncensored. What? Jeez, that's quite the rivalry, man. I know. Video of MJF going over the ten lashes as he's gonna give it to Cody because that's <laughs> that's our thing. We get cat, we get Taz, not Kaz, to comment on the lashes. He says it will be uncomfortable, but it validates how much Cody really wants the match at Revolution. Thanks, Taz. And then Britt Baker versus Yuka Sakazaki making her oh. dynamite debut. And I will say this: she's so adorable. When they promoted Yuka Sakazaki, when they promoted Yuka Sakazaki's dynamite debut, they promoted it with a video of her more or less Titantron video and montage, and it had the most catchiest, most exciting theme song entrance you could possibly imagine anybody would ever get in the history of wrestling. And when Yuka Sakazaki enters this fucking ring, they give her the most generic J-pop, whatever it wasn't on that Twitter video, and it just took the wind out of my sails instantly. I just could not pay attention to this match at all whatsoever. And, like... 
I know I get it. Britt Baker is going to be like your main like project as your like top heel. And I mean, considering the finishes match makes it kind of weird, but I kind of just understand. Was it this one? Hold on. You... Ooh, we're probably gonna get flagged, honestly. No, but... we're not. Don't worry. Not if I skip around. We're... This is such a good song. If we talk over it, let me go. Go. Is this her like theme song? How yeah. the hell do you not? Yeah, this is the theme song. Like, they gave her pyro. They gave Yuka Sakazaki pyro. Like, they could not have bungled that went like more than they possibly could. Oh, like, I can definitely. Seriously, seriously, I love this. I'm willing, oh, dude, honestly, 100%. Stop that. Okay. I'm willing to 100% like because like Kenny's match is right after this. Yeah. I'm willing to like think, imagine, or I'm 100% sure that Kenny Omega was just fucking fuming. He's like legitimately giving like audio oh, guys. Change your fucking song. Like he's legitimately giving people V triggers as we speak, as this is going on, because she's given pyro. She's given this, and then she's just given this whatever crap Mickey Ruckus is just giving every like this a Japanese girl that he sees, and just it yeah. was it was bad, and they know it was bad because I'll just go into the match with here because this was a quick one. Magical girl splash. Uh, from Yuka Sakazaki, lots of rolling around and head spots, hits head spots from Brit, but out of nowhere, Yuka gives Brit a crucifix pin for the win, and then they play her actual music. The one that I just played. That the one that you just played. Oh, shit. you know, and that doesn't get any pyro treatment. That doesn't get like a, an extended amount of like attention towards it. And it was that must have been a, that must have been a it was a, a production botch. That it had to have been, unless and, she has two theme songs. I like this one. If they, if she enters next week, like if she ever enters like to not to that song, then like what the fuck are they doing? Uh, she, <sighs> she's got a great smile. She's got not anymore. Oh well, because post match, Brit smashes Yuka on the top of her head and somehow knocks her teeth out because dentist. That was and a fake tooth, right? Of course it was. Okay, good. Yeah, Audrey, <laughs> Audrey. I was like, that was too like convenient. I'm like, oh really? Yeah. Damn, that tooth must have been already falling out, girl. Yeah. After that, she gives Yuka the lockjaw. Welcome to AEW, Yuka. Yeah. It was it it was a letdown. Like it was just because I thought the match was kind of cringy too. It, it, it was I think it's it was mo- just botchy. Because it, it's a Brit, but no, but that, is no, it because it, it's a Brit Baker match. I can sit here and say that, but at the same time, like I remember them when I was like, where do I remember her from? And then she was involved. Was it the six person tag match at Fighter Fest? Uh huh. And I thought that match wasn't that good either. Remember, I thought it was very botchy, and I thought they were there was a lot of spots they just didn't hit, or like they tried to hit and it was just. I think that just kind of boils down to match chemistry at this point. Yeah, but time. I don't. I, but I didn't see any then. I don't see any now. I don't know if this is you because I want to give her the benefit of the doubt still because you know she has a great that, with that theme song. Yes, that you fucking the push. theme song just yeah. You push her and she wins. Yuka Sakazaki wins. That's quite the upset in my opinion. But uh, well, they're trying to build a division. I don't know how, but you know they're trying. They have to build a new the new face of the women's division. Who's going to be the new like the, the, the I mean, so far it's Riho. That's true, but like besides Riho, who's going to be the secondary face? Uh, secondary, I mean, Chris. Like I, Shida, where is Chris Statlander? Hikaru Shida, Chris Statlander. Like these are the names that like I would just associate. Like you're the right, top. they got Hikaru Shida. So I don't oh, know. Maybe they're trying to build up Yuka Sakazaki yeah. too. And that was your. That was it for the women. I mean, well, besides the angle. for the ladies. Like in terms of just ma- overall match time, which you know, I don't know. You can't. You you. Booking a two-hour show and that having that only be your two-hour show, yeah. but then also with dark, like it's. 
it shouldn't be it shouldn't it really shouldn't be a fight for real estate when it comes to your women's division i feel like that you got to you got to present more and uh if if it, know, this was kind of a misstep honestly yuka sakazaki's gimmick is uh i think genie. parachute pants yeah. <laughs> she's a genie right yeah uh jared goes what, what do you mean magical the princess of persia yeah they go oh you know those arabian night movies yeah no i definitely get that vibe like those pants like i mean those those gotta be fun to wear at least at least i hope so what happened next eight man tag the elite kenny omega and the beat bucks elite, versus end and uh and and hangman adam page well it was weird because the commentator the 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 um ring announcer says this is the elite and then the the lower third said the elite with hangman page yeah so, you, what do you think of that theme song what do you think of that i, the I think they need to get rid of it. it's just it's too corny at this i point. think it's and to use it i think the elite just needs to be disbanded in general eventually because the the name of the show is all elite wrestling for them to be called the elite and like people are smart to know what's going on i think it's just it's it's grandfathered into them honestly because that's the theme song for being the elite you know no and um it's just that's the, that is the and then when it's that crew, you just want to associate being the elite with you know whoever when they're entering and I and it's also their and also their dad made it too and they, I feel like that's just kind of just a sense there's a I think they hold a sentiment sentimentality of it like I don't think it's a great th- great song but it's just something that you know that's them you know it's so you it's such good shit yeah anyway they face Butcher Blade Bunny and the Bros of the Lucha Variety. Everyone gets pyro, and I mean everyone. And like seriously, like there was just so much smoke in the air as this match was going on. Uh, Paige goes straight into the ring as Bucks and Omega do their entrance because drama. TNT knows it. Uh, Paige starts extra aggressive on Blade, tags in Omega, and as they do their tandem nonsense offense, uh, this is a Bucks multi man, so I can't take notes on this. There was just a bunch of stu- like bunch of moves. Everybody getting their shit in. Everybody, yeah. everyone does a pescado, but Paige, and, and he's visibly not as enthusiastic. Well, no. Um, he's not drinking. He doesn't do the celebration. He doesn't do the pop and circumstance. He's clearly just out there to fuck people up. Uh, Phoenix does a dive. He's on out there it. to win is what he's doing. Yeah, he's champion. You know, he's I'm a into ca- some cowboy, cowboy shit. Uh, Phoenix does a dive on everyone as we go to commercials, so the heels can get their heat back without us looking. But I can see it on the picture in picture. Y'all ain't slick. Nick Jackson does a dual arm drag to both Lucha Bros on the outside, then a splash to Blade. And then as I was watching this, like man. Nick Jackson and Phoenix, they should run that shit back again because I, they're both so <laughs> fucking good. Matt does a Northern Line suplex thing three times to both Lucha Bros. They build heat on Omega, which, watching this, I want to see Omega face the Butcher in a singles match in the future. I feel like that's just... Who in the Butcher? Um, Omega and the Butcher. Oh, yeah. Like that, I, I kind of want to see more Omega singles matches. And we are going to, you know, eventually, yeah. eventually in the next two or three weeks. I kind of forget, but I just want to... That's so what you want. That's what I want. That's so what you give, want. Give me what I want. Hot tags to Hangman to Cowboy Shit Chance. Uh, does everything to everyone. Looks like a total badass in the process. Uhara Moonsault, but hurts his leg. Sells it for most of the match. Uh, then everyone gets their shit in. Snapdragons, Destroyer, Destroyers, Sia Kicks, Assisted Slice Bread. But before a super kick party happens, Paige tags himself in and insists that he's fine. That's More shit happens, but Mac and Matt and Nick insist Page tags in, but he gets got gets caught with a Penta driver and is pinned by Pentagon and as Phoenix dives to the outside towards Omega and the Bucks. Like I said, an amazing sprint from everybody involved. Um, clearly match of the night. Um, You're right. He got caught and got got. Yeah, that's what I said. I know. 
That's my thing. I know. He got got. Yeah. That should be your thing now. He got got. You know, besides Cody Rhodes, Adam Page continues to be the most intriguing performer oh. of the company and like from a character standpoint and in ring work. Uh like seriously, like he is someone who's like who has flaws. He's clearly not perfect, has a constant chip on his shoulder, and like with those flaws, I feel like he just endears the audience with his blatant alcoholism. It's not alcoholism. It's he's partying too much. Is what it is right now. That's I mean, what it is. That's him, what I think it is. Got but no. in his hand. But like, like, like I like I've been saying this like for what I feel like for months. Like I think Paige being the one turning heel is gonna be easier said than done it's because of how real, relatable he is. It's not gonna happen. Like I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, I don't think. I think, and I think they know, and I think they're taking this to. Listen, where was Hangman Page level? months ago? They were like, oh, hey, Hangman Page is, tra- is challenging for the AEW. Who? Why? Who is he? We don't know who he is. But the thing, but like, I, well, but, hold on. Like people like didn't like really care about Hangman Page in that main event, but now people really fucking care about this because guy. he lost. Like him losing, and then. People are endeared to... But they weren't endeared to him until yeah. he started drinking and well, started no, saying well, cowboy well, shit. Well, here, what I'm trying to say is that people started to come around with Paige. I mean, people were always... There was a lot of people who were just with Paige just from the get-go, including myself. But then when he lost, when he lost that title match, and then he started like this whole drinking thing and like him having this kind of slump and then just <clears throat> kind of finding himself from the get-go, like... Yeah. That like that him caring about that loss and him and just him just having this overall arc going on with him, and and the viewer just going along with what he's experiencing. Like, it's no surprise to me that that dude continues to be like the one of the most over people in the entire company. Yeah. Like with the cowboy shits and him having the most reaction. All those cowboy he, shits. Yeah. Yeah. The cowboy shit chants and whatever. Like whenever he gets tagged in, whenever he delivers yeah, offense, yeah. like it's always the hottest thing going on in the show. And well, he's I one, just that buckshot lariat looks fabulous. That too, like, and let's not. We got to give credit to his in ring work too. And like, I just think, like, man, Adam Page, like, they, he has it, man. Yeah. And I've and like I've always said, like, when he finds it, like, he'll be he'll be it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit all over yeah. the place with a with a with an int bolded. Tony interviews Omega, and just like all his in-ring interviews, gets interrupted. Shivani, not Khan. Yeah, not Tony Khan. Uh, Pack with a new nice tan, which, which you normally think well, he wouldn't get it, judging by last week's video where he's just out in the snow with no shirt. I feel like we can do better. I feel like we can get a better capture. I know. Uh, like I said, nice new tan. Confronts Riho, shown on the Titan Tron. Scared yeah. shitless from the implications. Gets the match from Omega. Pac says he was never going to put his hands on Riho because he may be a bastard, but he's no beast like her. And all of a sudden, uh, Riho gets beaten up by Nyla Rose from behind and is driven towards the table. Towards, not through, because she's too well, damn small to break through that. Yeah, Riho. Riho needs to be like, they need to like give her a 50 pound weight. When or they, they should just pre break. They should just pre break that table and cover it with a curtain and then just have her go yeah, through it. Yeah, just absolutely. like, come on. It's. It's Riho. She needs mm-hmm. a little help breaking that table. Yeah, no. Um, and honestly, her not going through that table uh, is probably worse for her back. Yeah. Um, I thought Kenny Omega just, it, it seemed kind of dorky. It's big. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got it. You got it. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say this about Kenny Omega. He is not a good actor. No. No, Kenny Omega not. is far and away probably. You, you the got worst it, Pac. Actor. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever you want. Yes, you got it. Just. Like he's, he he can do comedy. Like his being, he can be easily be like the funniest person being the elite at times. Yeah. 
Um, and he has he'd also and, be and the he cheesiest has good, too. And he has improv skills, you know, with him when he was talking to Marty Jannetty or Shawn Michaels on the phone. That, that one episode funny, of being the funny, elite. Yeah, yeah. I just think when it comes to actual serious stuff, you you would have to you have to be a little bit more careful with Kenny Omega. I think you got to rein him in a little bit because when he's in control, he's out of control. Yeah. In the, in, a, in the worst way. What did you think of Riho and uh, Kenny Omega's uh, matching outfits from the? the dark I didn't show? watch that because I heard it was like shot weirdly. And it, I saw, it wasn't supposed to be on TV. And, and I then. saw a couple of uh, gifs of it, and I just thought like I don't think I want to watch this match if it's shot like because it's kind of shaky cam. It's like gorilla cam. I don't know. It I'm is. not. I'm not really into that. Insert video. Oh wait, you're not into intergender wrestling. Okay, I get it. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm in. I mean, I'm 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 into it. It's just that oh, I'm into it, you know. But um, I'm not against it, you know. It's fake, dude. Wrestling's fake. It's all illusion, Michael. Thank you, thank you. We need we needed that Arrested Development uh, reference. But um, I, I oh yeah, Nyla Rose at Riho. That's probably next be, week. I think. Is it gonna be next week? Yeah, I didn't get yeah, a rundown. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to go to run, get a rundown of what was going on next week, but yeah. that's gonna be a match and the tag team championships. Yeah, next week. Yeah, two two titles on. I'm the line. surprised. I thought they would just run that towards Revolution, but I guess they don't. Well, want they're to. not. Okay, then Rehos retaining. They're gonna have another. Yeah, yeah, Rehos retaining. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good segment. I thought it moved pretty well. Uh, I don't know if Reho might lose. I don't know. It depends on Reho's uh, schedule, I guess. <laughs> you know. Maybe she's filming Glow. I don't know. She'd be she'd be great in Glow. Yeah, she would. Insert video. Darby Allen was allowed to have a fucking flamethrower. This is what <laughs> happens when you give Darby Allen money, Tony. Uh, it well, flashed- no, this is from all his uh, his Kansas videos oh, or whatever. Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah. It flashes back to last week when Sammy Guevara ate him eat his own skateboard, much like Darby makes Kentucky well eat anything. Um, he lights the cardboard cutout of Jericho and Sammy on fire with said flamethrower, and I thought it was very subtle for Darby Allen. Just knowing that he directs these videos himself. I feel like this one he probably even did. It was like, it's good. And he put it in. He was like, oh, it's not good. I don't like it. Why the fuck did I put and, that out? Um, uh, okay, so. Yeah, it's just, I it's sh- whatever, bro. Um, hey, you know. Hey, Priscilla. Yeah. Can you, can you find me my flamethrower? I'm going to shoot some, some videos. Hold on. I'm chewing up this food for you. Hold on. Let me spit in your mouth. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ray Ripley. I cannot wait for that school between those high schoolers. Sammy Guevara and... Darby Allen. Darby, you know what? It's the young boys. It's like when you see a fight on it's the bus. It's a young Lions 3, match. It's like when you see a fight on the bus at 3.30 p.m. You're like, ah, oh, I, I hated high school. I mean, yeah. Anyways. Jo- Speaking of high school, Joey Janela versus Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. And uh, as soon as this match started, I thought to myself, already? Uh, yeah. Janela starts beating up Kip at the start. Gotta be hard. Like, seriously. Like, I can't. It must be tough, like being Joey Janela. I mean, they're probably it's probably an amicable breakup, but the fact that they do have to actually work together, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I, mean, I would imagine. But hey, yeah, everybody's, everybody's he's got different. enough white claw to get himself through it. Uh, ain't that the truth? Uh, they trade kicks and it's strikes. A lot of white claw. <laughs> yeah, Janela gets in cross legged, gets in a cross legged pose, expecting a kick, but gets a choke hold. For booze. Uh, Joey spills to the outside and has his head land straight into the steps. Penelope Ford then drives back of his head, but back of Joey's head. Yes. Onto the steps even more as JR calls her a jail bail. 
Tope Suicida, and an outside German from Janela to Sabian. Death Valley driver from Sabian for a two count. Ford goes out to Kip to make out so he can feel better, but Janela runs into Ford as Kip ducks, which Kip rolls up. Janela grabbing the tights for the pin and win. Ah, like I said, I was just not too much invested into this match. No, I ma- do- the match kind of wasn't that great. Match wasn't that great, but I also think this could have hel- a, a bigger buildup could have helped it. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like Joey Janela is, is more capable of a match. Uh, well, nobody. Match. I mean, the casual fan doesn't really know why they're fighting. I mean, the commentary kind of just gets it over. Yeah, and I just think there's there needed to be something more to this. You know, there should have been. Yeah, they just there was it needed meat to these bones. Yeah. It was. No, too, I agree. It was too skeletal. Um, I do. I love part. <laughs> they're just they're on the cameras on Penelope. Am I recording? Like, yes, you're recording. Yes. yes. Okay. You're recording. No, 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 yeah. It's just I wasn't really hearing myself. Okay. Um, no, but they were um and he said, Oh, Penelope's got blue eyes. I just noticed that. I'm like And then twenty seconds later, Tony's like Yeah. You're right. You're <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right, JR. Yeah. Buddy. Anyways. Anyway. Jericho is uh, with the inner circle in the back, in some stairs. Santana says it's no secret that this is the worst month of his life. Uh, for those who don't know, his dad passed away. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. See, yeah. I didn't know that, Santana. I mean, I he don't was, assume, Santana. I didn't know. I just, yeah. But he says that next week, John Moxley, eye for an eye, because he also has uh, an eye patch, which conveniently is kind of the same one as Moxley. Well, no, um, no, his <laughs> was just like a wrapping around, just like a medical, black medical wrapping. Yeah. Um, I do love the because it starts out with Jericho goes, who stabbed somebody in the eye? What kind yeah. of sick freak does that? Yeah, that thing's getting old, though, because he did that once before. That's the joke. I know. It's, it's getting old. I think old. that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I thought Santana did a great promo. Um for what is sure to be a great match. Yeah. Probably better than Ortiz. I think Santana, uh, uh, of the two between him and Ortiz, I think Santana has like the more crisper offense Like from what I've seen. I think yeah. Ortiz is more of a wild child than Santana. So it's wild be- card. Yeah. yeah. We get a Dark Order commercial that I legit thought was a real commercial. <laughs> Like it just oh I, I missed this came I off must, as a, it, no seriously it just was it came picture off, in picture no it was just like it just came off as one of those prescription like uh, drug commercials oh, okay um I didn't really get a word for word for it because I wasn't really paying attention because I legitimately thought it was a real commercial okay um so needless to say I think they're really stepping it up in terms of just production values with their vignettes. see they're subliminally subliminally getting to you no shit backstage oh my god again my my slurping of page continues on <laughs> page argues with the bucks matt says he's wondering what the problem is but i think i already know <gasps> and matt takes page's beer already in his hand what then page stares to the ground as he contemplates the uh the fact that he has no beer and then he out of nowhere he drinks an entire pitcher seemingly he has a bigger appearing. beer he has yeah like you know it's just one of those pitchers that you get you know for like for four people well, he's just drinking oh, wow. it for himself. Yeah, some people get it for And this got an, an enormous amount of cheers. I mean, people... It, it, it popped me. It definitely popped me. <laughs> All right. Hey, you were saying something about licking, right? There. Oh, great. It's Took you long enough. I know. I'm Yay, alcoholism. Hey, it's, it's not alcoholism. And they're not going to turn him heel. They're ne- I don't think they ever will. I don't think they will. Um, I, really I honestly think it was this thing where, you know, he's going to lose the titles. So he's going to get kind of pissy. He's going to kind of lose himself, but then he's going to find himself again and be like oh i don't need this to yeah and it's a redemption story because a lot of people face alcohol you know problems at least partying too much yeah so we'll see how it goes yeah 
Dustin Rhodes says, Co- <laughs> insert video of Dustin Rhodes saying Cody is tougher than MJF. Thanks, Dustin. Main event, a live lashing of one Cody Garrett Runnels Rhodes. The passion of the Cody. Passion of the Cody. Yeah. I should have just put that in the thumbnail. Fuck. Picture in picture, we have Cody undressing himself. As soon as his shirt comes off, you hear a comical whistle like, whoop, I thought that was funny because uh, you normally don't get that when a male Wait, does that. One. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Cody Rhodes. Just no shirt. Play it again. Wait, wait. Thank you. MJF says his belt is far too nice and he wants his own. He wants Cody's belt now. Like I thought well, I thought that was I thought that was kind of weird from MJF. He just does that little just sort of like no. It just that it doesn't make sense to me because it seemed No, like, it makes sense. Well, no, okay. For me it seemed like he was saying if, if you don't give me this belt right now, you don't get this match. I mean, that's that's sort of the point, So then right? d- can't MJF just change the stipulation and sometimes like, well, fuck it, you don't get the match. I mean, he just but at the end of the day, he just wants to lash at him. He just wants to lash I mean, yeah. Cody, right? Yeah. Like, again. But he's trying to get him to give up so he doesn't have to have the match. That's the story of this. He he wants Cody to give up. I mean, you can have. He wants a little bit of both, right? He wants Cody to like feel pain, but also give in to the pain by giving up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, asshole chance from the crowd and Excalibur acknowledges their friends at TSN because those get censored. Uh, MJF whips Cody once as ref. Bryce Remsburg counts one, which I thought was actually a nice touch to have a referee just regulating this sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It just makes it. It just makes it all the more important. Like mm. this is a thing that's actually happening. Then every single heel from the AEW watches from the ramp. MJF whips him again. I didn't. Thank you. Then he whips Cody again as he staggers to the floor. Uh, keep going, man. Arn Anderson then gets to the ring for moral support and says, "You can't give him the satisfaction. I love. You gotta keep going." I love how people. <coughs> Every time he comes, or when he comes out, everyone start. People start wooing, but then people are like, "Woo! Uh, wait, are we supposed to woo? Can uh, we uh, woo? Can, can we woo for him? Or, no, that's Ric Flair. I mean, he's four horses. But he's a four. Oh. Uh, you just hold the four. Okay, four. Yeah, <laughs> you just yell out four, four, four. four. Like, like, four. Some, like somebody's getting out of bounds in a golf yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, one more whip, and then Dustin volunteers to take the rest. No, to to take the rest of the whips. Yeah. But MJF says that's not how it works. Get in line, and he's gonna do it some more. He gets in line. Cody, then in tears, confides in Dustin before taking two more. Ouch. Bucks come along to support him and says there's three more. Just three more. Uh, Two more whips. No, no, there's two more whips. But Wardlow steps in to give one of the lashes in which Cody sells this one the most. Because I think it was in the back of the neck. Let me read you this last one. Hold on. That's the Wardlow one. Ow. I mean, it, it it was a lot harder than the other two. And then Brandy. Of the Nightmare Collective. Hey, you know, she doesn't know. <laughs> of the Nightmare Collective. <laughs> yes. Baby faces herself by tearfully stepping in to give Cody that one last push for the final lash. And then he goes, comes, and then he gets up, and then he faces MJF, and then MJF lashes at Cody Rhodes' chest right on the dream tattoo as he staggers to the floor. And I ten. thought this segment, ten. Ten. this might be the best segment Dynamite has ever been. It's a good segment. I this like might it. be the best segment Cody Rhodes has ever been in, and I think it's the best segment like in Dynamite history. I thought this was awesome. I thought this, like, everything about, the, like, I thought, like, the whole, 
like it this was just straight up TNT knows drama. Like we I know like drama. the fact that the whole the whole way it was structured, like granted, you can make the argument like they kind of just it was too long. Mm-hmm. It, it came it went yeah, a little too long, but I thought that added way more to it. Like it really really puts over the fact that which he shoot got lashes also. Like did you see video, uh, pictures of Cody Rhodes? Yeah. Like they probably applied like some makeup. I don't know. Whatever. No, no, I mean those were legit lashes. But. Yeah, and I just thought, and then Cody's acting, which I'm sure wasn't a lot of acting, probably really did fucking hurt, and him actually crying. Yeah, I just. Yeah. It really hammers in the fact that this is how far Cody's willing to go to get his hands on MJF, and I think it worked. I think it really, really worked. And now he gets a, and then next week he gets a, yeah. I think next is next week the cage match. Next week Wardlow in the steel cage. Yeah, I will see what other great lengths Cody has to go through to fucking get. I wonder if anyone's gonna pop up through under the cage. Maybe a bigger man. Maybe someone, maybe somebody's name is Cage. Waterlow. Because it's a steel cage. Get it? Luke Cage. uh, Yeah, Luke Cage. Luke Cage himself. Nick Nick Gage. um, Yeah, or maybe Big Soul will come out. No, no, I don't know. Maybe Nick Cage. But he's injured, right? Is he injured? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not that hung up on Brandy showing up. Like, they've given enough. I mean, just like, if well, you. It sounds re- like they've given up on the Nightmare Collective, like, indefinitely. Well, maybe not indefinitely. Maybe it'll. Just- I mean, she gave a reason. Like, they. Again, I'm it was crazy. On, sorry. It was on. No, it was on Twitter. She was doing uh, an interview with uh, Lexi, Diamond Dallas's Page's daughter. Um, said, you know, I do a lot of shit, but at the end of the day, this is my husband, and blah, 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 blah. So. Well, then she know. asked her, like, where do you stand with the Nightmare Collective? And, and she's then- like, I have something I need to do. I'm gonna whip my. I'm gonna whip Cody some more. Yeah, maybe he likes it. Maybe she's like, "Well, this just gets him. Maybe this gets him rock hard, and then we just bang all night long after this." That's that's quite the fantasy, Corey. You know what? I live to experience things. Pretty solid episode of Dynamite. It was good. It was, it was good Dynamite. Good I show. again that that's that Dynamite. whipping that whipping segment was incredible, in my opinion. Never uh, thought you'd be you would enjoy seeing a man get lashed. Also, just because it's it's. On live TV. Like, it it comes off as old-fashioned, but it was just super unique, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say, like, this has never been done before, because it probably has been. Like, back old, 1970, blah, 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 and Jim Crocker promotions. They did yeah, that. but I don't want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the whole, that's kind of our whole philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could, but we, come on, man. Yeah. AEW. AEW. Okay. I liked it. A I liked plus this episode. show this week. Uh, well, how many flare chops would you give this week's show? Get Get the whip. Well, get the whips it, it, it won't go so fast. Or how many whips do you get? Do you give this show? I just right. I want to know. I give it an eight and a half. Oh, I can't do eight that fast. Yeah, there's just one, times eight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because I I really did feel Ooh. kind of let down by the whole Yuka Sakazaki Britt Baker thing. There, I yeah. feel like there should have been more to it rather than just like an upset win, but then a the heat getter. Should have that that match should have been a little bit more than that. Um, they should have dedicated more time to. Uh, that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> what, why? Well, I hit the wrong one. Sorry. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, anyways, let's move on uh, to NXT. Happened this week. It took place on uh, also on the fifth of February, twenty twenty, at Full Sail University. Really, the same day, same the same day as pretty, Dynamite. Pretty much That's same cool. hour. Probably same minute. Shit. It's like, like they're, they're going head to head. Yeah, it's like they're in competition with each other. It's like it's like they they want to get an eye for an eye. Now let's not get too crazy. Okay. 
Uh, we kicked it off with the Broserweights celebrating their dusty uh, tag team classic victory last week. The most week. adorable golf cart you could possibly imagine. Well, they imagine. come out. They have a custom golf cart now. Uh, they come out driving the golf cart to their custom fucking entrance ramp. I don't know. The Bromobile. What do they call it? They had a name for it. I think it, it was the Bromobile. Da- that's, that's what I wrote down. Okay. Uh, but they drove to the ring in their custom golf cart. It's like cart. the Popemobile. Morrow says, uh, they, these two know something about super bulls. <laughs> I think Marl's the most appropriate one to make the wee jokes. Of course, because him and Riddle probably Riddell. Safe, it's I mean it's it's also because it's the it's apparently the 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 thing that's actually keeping him alive. That and you know everybody positivity and reinforcements. They get to the ring and Riddle, <laughs> Riddle says the Bros are celebrating their win uh, in the day, in the Dusty Tag Classic and want to keep the celebrating going. Uh, Riddle points out that the Dusty Trophy is on top of the Bromobile now. Fish and O'Reilly come out. O'Reilly says that they have disrespected this uh, Dusty Trophy. They don't want to wait until Portland to, to settle this. They said, let's do it right now. That's when O Strong comes out and separates Wait, the two. Wait, O Strong? Yes, O Strong comes out. Uh, but I do love uh, O'Reilly does, uh, he sits there, he goes, why should we be afraid of you? You're just Matthew Riddell and Peter Doon. He, he really did say that? Yeah, he said, you're Matthew Riddell and Peter Doon. Oh, my God. So, like I said, Strong comes out to stop them from putting their titles on the line so abruptly and right now. Because they're not ready for this match. Um, and then I guess all Riddle could focus on is fish said fish. Yeah. So then he started saying how much fish could Bobby fish fry if Bobby fish could fry fish. And then he said it a bunch more times and while trying to get the audience to say they, this, they were the, how much fish would Bobby fry? And I got to say, man, Matt Riddle, he represents all the good time you could possibly have in a wrestling ring yeah. in a wrestling show. I don't know how you can possibly hate this guy. I can see why you don't people, anybody won't get it. Vince and or Jose. I don't get it. And Does he just smoke weed? That exactly. means he's lazy. And I just he's he's a riot. Matt Riddle's um, a riot. What, can, what more can I say? This guy should and should be the number one thing in your company. And with something like this and the match that delivered on it. And how much fish does Bobby Fish fry fish if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Uh, Bobby Fish would fry all the fish that Bobby And it's so good. It's the, it, Matt Riddle's the treasure. Um, then Pete Dunn says that NXT Portland, the Broserweights will smoke the Undisputed Era. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. Up next, we have Angel Garza. That was it. That was pretty much it. That they celebrate now. Yeah, they go, yeah. Up next, Angel Garza with no Zelina Vega at ringside versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, as you know, Garza was kind of called into the main roster this last week, uh, not to replace Andrade, but while he's out for 30 days, quote unquote, suspended for drug violations. We didn't yeah. even talk about that. But um, yeah, he's kind of taking place. And they kind of found that out like the afternoon of, which is kind of strange. Did like, they? Or he yeah. did? No, they did. Oh, that's weird. He's just straight up, hey, out. Hey, get out. Uh, the two men go at it, and it gets uh, fast early with springboard Hurricane Rana to Garza. Pants come off pretty quickly. Super kick to Swerve. Flatliner to Garza. Uh, Swerve gave uh, Garza something. I, I don't know what to call this. It seemed upside down or reverse power bump. I don't know what the fuck it was. He, like, flipped him the other. 
Just say an inverse powerbomb. Inverse powerbomb, sure. There you go. I like that. Uh, house call to Garza followed by a kickout. Swerve goes for the spin uh, the spin board move, but... What was that? Nothing. Okay. Uh, but Garza knocks him out, uh, crotching him on the ropes. Uh, wing clipper to Swerve. Uh, Garza gets the pin and the win. Good match. I felt it was mostly... Uh, Swerve had most of the offense in this match uh, with Garza having to come back. Garza seemed a little slower in this match. I don't know if the schedule of him being at the main roster and coming back is starting to get to him already I or if he was injured or something. I thought this match was really good. Um, Garza, man, um, you'll get – I'll probably get more into it after the post-match promo, but he he has something that I just don't – like I I feel like this dude is just – the amount He's of charisma. charisma. Yeah. That dude has so much charisma oozing out of those uh, dimples of his, more so than Umberto Carrillo, and just had like like his smile. Like I, he – that dude those, has it. Those dimples come from the same bloodline. Yeah, because they are related. Um, but I don't after know the why match, I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> after the match, Garza said he went up to Raw. He, he beat Umberto. He beat Ray, and uh, he wants his title back. He says he knows Jordan Devlin is in the building here tonight. And he says he's watching him because en Latino es en la casa. I thought this was a really good promo. Yeah. Like, and I think it's, I don't know whether or not how much of it is actually scripted or from the heart from this guy, but it's just the, the cadence and the delivery that he has when he's, and he's also looking at the camera as well, which I thought played a, a really big part into why this was just so effective. Where did Angel come from? Or on hell? Where did he come from? Uh, the Garza family. Hector Garza. He came. Yes, he came. He was out a wrestler who passed but away. Recently. Where did? Where was he wrestling before WWE? Was it WCW? Garza was part of WCW and all this other good stuff. On hell, Garza was not wrestling in WCW. Where no. did on hell oh. Garza come from? Lucha Underground, AAA, uh, New Japan Pro. I know he wasn't in New Japan or Ring of Honor. Um, but it's just um, it seems like he might have some TV experience before this. That's why I'm wondering. So I thought he might have been on Impact or Lucha Underground, but I'm not sure. So uh, but he's going to keep an eye out for Jordan Devlin, but it never comes to fruition. I really do think Angel Garza should be. He really should be like even after even after like when um, like Andrade returns, I think he I, I honestly think like. Garza should stay on the main roster. And take the U.S. title from him? Not even take the U.S. title. Just stay with uh, Andrade and just have them be... And just have stay. Not even be a tag team. Like, not not be a tag team, but then just be, like, of the services of, you know, Zelina Vega, and she could just have that... Stay you know. with Andrade. And this dude is 27 years old. He's not even 30. He has so... Like, this dude has so much potential to be, like, like legit be the next Eddie Guerrero. Well, he'd be the first Angel Garza, not the... Well, just that level of just that sort of uh, like the level, of, you know, how he could just captivate an audience, you know, being that, you know, that Latin lover. Well, he's definitely he's got the suaveness to him. Uh, definitely. And he he can fucking go in the ring, too. Like, obviously, like not enough is said about that. But, um, yeah. Uh, Angel Garza. He's he's from AAA. OK. So after this, we have uh, Undisputed Era. They're backstage. They're listening for a Tommaso Ciampa. Um, this is kind of the story throughout the night. They're kind of looking for Champa, at least for the first half of the show. There was a part they're asking, they're like beating up guys, like where's where's Champa? Where's Champa? He goes to this one guy, like where's Champa? This guy's getting a haircut. He goes, hey, I'm just getting a haircut. And then and like I thought like when this happened, like Adam Cole, like yeah, keep it up, it looks good. Like oh, that's very nice of him. And, and like then, it's such a very nice compliment. Like hey, you know, 
you know, this 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 haircut will actually just go unscathed. Like he can't like they didn't they they could have easily made a ruckus, but then they just like Adam Cole's like keep it up. That actually looks nice, and then they just walk away, and then nothing happened. And then Roderick Strong turns around, get, gets the Clippers. It wasn't a Clipper. Wasn't the Clippers? No, he just straight up got a freaking shaver. Yeah, those are Clippers. Are those called Clippers? Yeah. I thought Clippers were just scissors. Well, they're 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 clipping, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. My mom's a hairstylist. Okay. So then there's no uh, doubt in my mind. Um, but yeah, he he shaves part of his head and that kid's what a getting fucking dick. Well, you know. <laughs> you know, it's undisputed era. Hey, what's you're shaving his kid's head? All right, we let's just do it anyways for him. I feel bad I, if it was <laughs> some producer. They were like, No, let's do it. So it's fine. He just didn't know. Wait, what? Which is definitely a thing that can happen in wrestling. Yeah. Oh, especially if you're one of the performance center like trainees. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely see that. And just them being like, Damn, did Strong just do that? There was a change in the script, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Uh then yeah. Next up we have a Mercedes Martinez uh, video package. She's been uh she's been wrestling for nineteen years and uh, she's here. And yeah, she's Mercedes Martinez. And she's Puerto Rican. So they're getting that across that she's like the Puerto Rican warrior. Which is a cool gimmick, I like it. After this, uh, we get to alerted that the non veteran veteran, Sergeant Slaughter, is in the house. That's an order. And uh, he's just kind of there. <laughs> it happened to be there, you know. Yeah, in, in get full, on TV, in full attire. Yeah. I mean, what else would he wear? I mean, he when he was commissioner, he just straight up, hey, look at me. Uh, <laughs> I'm Sergeant Slaughter. Well, that's pretty good, actually. Thank you, Corey. Uh, next up, we have Dijak versus Killian Dane. They're returning Killian Dane. I think we were just asking about him last week. Well, here he is asking you shall receive, Michael. You got shave your back <laughs> chance. Yeah, it was kind of messed up. Um, I mean, these two giants went back and forth. It was a hoss match. Uh, Torture Act, feast your eyes to Dijak, or to Killian Dane, I'm sorry. And Dijak gets the pin in the win. It was a slow match, not very fun, hoss match to build Dijak as a monster. Yeah, they're you know they're building up the Keith Lee match he's going to have at NXT Takeover Portland, which to me it seems like there's a little there's a little bit of disconnect because it's like you want to see these two guys build some heat, and you know yeah we throw that word around a lot but it's definitely there's needed. no heat here like these two guys are just like yeah because right, Keith Lee comes out and they just kind of stare each other down and they shake hands and walk I'm like okay. I think it has to do with the fact that we've seen this before well, we, several I, times and I was tired of this match the fourth time yeah so. Like, I kind of wanted Damien Priest to get actually get that, you know. It would have made sense for Damien Priest to get yeah. that title shot yeah, instead yeah. of Dijakovic. Because I think, because A, I think Damien Priest is actually a pretty good performer. And he's Damien Priest. But he's also like, but he's, but he's also the heel in this program. And you kind of just have a heel face thing going on with Keith Lee and Damien Priest. And it could be a pretty good match. And it's, it's fresher. It's, I don't know. I no. guess they just, no. I they just want to run that back again. No. Um, yeah, to me, it's just like I said, it needs to build more heat. I want to see some actual tension between these two guys. Not When just is TakeOver? Portland? Two weeks. Okay. Next week, we're doing our prediction show. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, Undisputed Era. They're still backstage looking for Ciampa, and they, they walk upon Kushida. They ask Kushida. They said, hey, where's Ciampa? And then they get kind of uh, eh, racial with him. They say, hey, do you understand what we're saying, buddy? You know, like they were pretty much doing that. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Exactly. But that's here's a, yeah, that's when Kushida uh, strikes some, uh, starts striking Adam Cole because he, said, fuck he did this. it first. Kushida, that's the thing. yeah, he said fuck he this. did a forearm to Adam Cole and just like you know what, fuck this. I'm going if I'm going out, I'm going out swinging. It's just like you know they could have. I mean, I don't know, whatever. I like they it. they they drove I like Kushida him, shot first. They drove him straight to that 
plastic garbage can. It was like it was a garbage can, but it had a plastic container. He was just like ripped straight through there too. Yeah, uh, that's when uh, for some reason it took me the longest time. I for some reason I kept writing down Brodus Clay Bronson. That's when Bronson Reed steps up. That's it. Uh, Cole says, hey, I don't want any of you, big man. We have no problem with you. And Strong gives him a fucking knee out of nowhere. Yeah. That was a nice looking knee. I feel like Strong is, it's like that movie Office Space. Remember that scene in Office Space where where, um, everybody beats up on that printer? Yeah. I feel like uh, he's that guy who's still kicking it. Yeah, Roderick Strong is the guy who goes too far. Yeah, and they have to pull him away from it. Yeah. Like, that's enough, man. That's enough. Uh, Yeah, no. So uh, they take out Bronson Reed as well. Uh, give him a knee out of nowhere. And next up, we have uh, Finn Balor and uh, Johnny Gargano picture-in-picture picture interview, which is a kind of back and forth between the two men. It was supposed to be an interview, as Morrow says, but it wasn't an interview. It was just these two men yelling at each other. Uh, Balor says, you know what, Gargano? You're not the next Finn Balor. That's- this was paced weird. But- what? Honestly, because this was originally supposed to be an interview between Morrow, Johnny, Gargano, and Balor. Yeah. But then it it was very much clearly that Morrow just had to run like roll to the pre recorded segment and like it had nothing to do with Morrow Manolo. And it's like okay, we got Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano. Oh oh, oh and then they just started arguing. They, they should have had Morrow in the background of it. Like oh damn, he that's just what I kind of thought it was gonna be. Oh snap. Um, but uh, like I said, Finn Balor says you're not the next uh, Finn I Balor. See Marvinola just doing that a lot. Oh, oh, he said that about oh, your oh, mama. No, oh. he just no. Where he just kind of just stumbles into a bunch of like oh oh. oh. Uh, Gargano replies, "I'm." He goes, "You're right. I'm not the first. I'm not the next Finn Balor. I'm the first and only Johnny Gargano." It seemed very it's ricochet. The wink in the gun. <laughs> uh, Balor then says. I don't care if this match is 20 minutes or 20 seconds. I don't get paid by the hour. I don't get paid by the hour, and I'll take my time. That's when Gargano cuts him off. He says, see, that's the Finn Balor I want. That's the NXT Finn Balor, not the Raw and SmackDown Finn Balor, who was beat 17 weeks in a row by Bobby Lashley. Wait, he said he was – did he say he – he beat Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row? Yeah, that's what he said. Or got beaten by Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row? Same thing. He mentioned main roster stuff. He was mentioning the hardships that he had in main roster. This is NXT. This is the this is the brand. We're the we're the alternate underground. They're shooting. Uh, The fans in the audience are like, oh, oh shit, motherfucker. It was kind of it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Balor says that guy died a long time ago. Gargano goes on. Rest in peace. Goes on to say that he goes, I'll take that flag that you left behind and drive it right into your heart. And Finn, I don't miss. I'm getting good at my reading. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Balor then finishes and says, well, I don't have a heart. <laughs> and the segment just kind of And then he just, he just dies after that. Like, oh, wait, you, I guess oh, you need wait, that I heart. Oh, wait, I forgot that. I need that heart. I need a heart. <clears throat> and that was it. Johnny Gargano wins. No no match. Uh, I wonder who's going to win their match at, at uh, TakeOver. I think it's, it's going to be Balor. I think it's going to be Balor. Really? I, I think, think it's going to so. be Gargano. I think Balor. Th- it's funny how we're picking like the other per- like the person that you think the other person would pick. Yeah, I think it has, I th- because I think it's, I think this is technically kind of a number one contender match also. Oh, yeah. But then, but then you would get if Gargano wins. But I think Cole's going to But then do you, right now, do I we think, really get, do we really, are we really, should we really be getting Gargano and Cole this early? Maybe this isn't like, maybe this isn't a again, number one contender. Yeah, you're right. Match. You're right. Um, or but then this Chompa, is also Gargano. I mean, Gargano, ah. I mean, Gargano, he's, he's your, he's your loser, right? Like he's, he's there to, otherwise, what the hell is Finn Balor doing there? You know, what the hell is Finn Balor doing there? Like, I don't Johnny, know. Like, I don't know. 
You're gonna have a great. I hope I have pretty high expectations for this match. You know, Johnny Gargano and Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano versus Johnny Fina. Takeover. You know, I expect Johnny nothing less. I expect nothing less than the best, honestly. Less than the best from Gargano. Yeah, that's what they call him. Uh, next up, we have Mercedes Martinez versus Casey Cantanzaro. Um, Returning Casey Cantanzaro. Yeah. Who is uh, who got who, a video package. Who they're going to start referring to as Mighty Casey now. Oh, I thought they called, I think they <laughs> I called almost, her. I they called, called her the diminutive dynamo. And I had to actually fucking Google diminutive because I know what it means, but then I just felt like, okay, are they using this correctly? And it says small... Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I thought they called her dumb or something. Um, this I always associate that word with dumb. You know, when I going into this match, I was like, "Oh, dude, this is gonna be a squash match for Mercedes Martinez." I thought but, it was gonna be a squash match for Casey. Nah, no, but no, I. But then I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna put over Casey Canzaro." But it was okay. They didn't. They did the right thing and give Mercedes Martinez the win. Uh, Mercedes. 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 Like Mercedes. the car. Mercedes. Yeah. It's Mercedes. Uh, she gets the pin after giving a fisherman buster to Casey. Um, like I said, not a great match, but I do like the story of this. Mercedes Martinez taking, uh, working in the independent scene for 19 years, finally getting to NXT at this point, where Casey Cantanzaro has, was kind of just given this on her first go. You know, she did the American Ninja Warrior, and she got recruited by WWE to do this. She's, it's kind of the exact opposite of what Mercedes Martinez went through to get here. So, uh, next up, she was pretty. I mean, again, she was a standout for me on Classic. Yeah. You know, everybody like was like, "Oh shit, look at this girl!" Both of them, She's I think, doing stuff. <laughs> me, I I noticed Mercedes Martinez after the May Young Classic, yeah. and I started following her on the independent scene. Uh, mm. I got some restraining orders because I was getting f- too close. I was following her too much. It was a joke. Sorry. It's great. Yeah. It's all great. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, <laughs> uh, we have Charlie. She's backstage with Rhea Ripley. Rhea says, "Charlie, not yeah. Kathy." Sorry, Kathy Kelly, you're yeah, right. I don't know why. I just, I think Charlie now. Uh, Rayo Ripley says, Tonight, I'm only worried about Bianca Belia. And if Charlie wants to show up, that's nice. Now back steakhouse, two for one dollar deal. I'm going to go shave the sides of my head and eat a steak on the barbie. Uh-huh. Shrimp on the barbie. Anyways, Australia. Australia. Anyways, next up. Uh, Undisputed Era, they're still looking for Ciampa, but no need because Ciampa finds them. He takes out the Undisputed Era backstage and battles with Cole into the arena. And the rest of Undisputed Era come back out uh, for backup for uh, Adam Cole. Uh, they beat down on Ciampa for a moment until the bros come out. I mean, the bros are weights, that to be exact. Uh, Regal comes out and says, you War guys, games! You guys want to fight? I know, I was halfway expecting war games. Uh, you guys want to fight? That's it. Get your gear. It happens later tonight. War games. War games. Uh, the fight continues despite security uh, trying to separate them. I was trying to look for a lot. I was like, where's Thatcher, Cross, and Atlas? Where are they? Not yet. Not yet. You know Dijak was a, was like a security guy for a while. Yeah, they all... Dude, fucking Ciampa was a security guy. Yeah. Like, back in 06. Yeah. Well, the next match. Oh, but this they kept going and going and going. It was like a brawl that kept going for a while. They tried to break him up. It was like literally five minutes. I was like, okay, I'm over it. At a certain point, I was over it, you know, because you when you have complete complete chaos ensuing, it was like okay. It was it was a it was a it was a hot brawl for a hot crowd. Like Mm. people were into it, and I kind of was into it as well. Next up, uh, Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Breeze, which I thought was my match of the night right here. Yeah, fucking great match, and it kicked. Jesus Christ. So Jordan Devlin comes out. He comes out. He's like, he's, I'm the Irish ace, you know. 
I sound just like Finn Balor. Jesus. Really nice I mean, guy. they're both from Bray County, so Yeah, they're like best friends. Yeah. Everyone calls uh, Jordan Devlin Baby Balor, or at least they used to on the independent scene. That's kind of, I mean... It's fucked up, yeah. It's kind of a... <laughs> Baby backhand. Balor. It's kind, of, it's kind of backhanded, but you know... It is. He's um, kind of a hero to that place anyway. But, but um, then Tyler Breeze comes out, and Tyler Breeze gets on the rope. You know how he does his intro under the bottom rope? He sits there, he lays down, does his pose, and Jordan Devlin gives him a massive fucking dropkick to the back of the like the back of the head. Of course, and you can see Tyler Breeze was visibly shook by it because he covered his mouth. Was like, F- what happened? <laughs> Did something happen? Breaking news. Do we have breaking news? No, that's my face. Oh, doing, okay. You oh, were looking at your phone and then you made the face. That's yeah, why. No. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I thought, um, and I, I thought it actually woke up Breeze to this match though, because this was a fucking great match between the two. Um, they go back and forth. Uh, Breeze wraps Devlin's legs around the post multiple times, and are we uh, are we Harwa? Yep. Are we Harwa? Right? Was it a moonsault? Yes. It's Arihara. Arihara, moonsault. To Breeze on the outside. Uh, standing Spanish flight to Breeze. Massive super kick to Devlin, followed by a kick out. Over the top rope, cutter to Breeze. OTT. And uh, <laughs> Devlin is pissed because he kicks out. Uh, Devlin eventually does hit the side, the Devlin side suplex, the pin, and the win. I was expecting um, uh, Tyler Breeze to win this. Angel yeah. Garza to come out. <laughs> Um, and because he says, you know, Devlin's here tonight and I'm going to watch, watch for him because, you know, and Latina or El Latina and La Casa or NS La Casa, but he wasn't La Casa in La Casa. Su Casa. Maybe he was out of La Casa for the moment. Maybe he's, yeah, we don't know Spanish. Maybe he's having a fumar outside. That's a smoke. Yeah. I believe yeah. that's smoke. Or um, I think that, uh. I mean, it was it's, it wasn't necessary. I think they just needed to build heat on Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin's a fucking great wrestler, dude. He's the Irish ice for a reason, you know. And like I what said, did I say this in a John Lennon accent? What I say, John Lennon. This is John Lennon, and, and I'm I a, think I'm a big fan. Jordan Devlin, I, Shawn Michaels would have been in agreement. Jordan Boy, what Devlin. are you talking about over there, uh, John? Shut up, Paul. You don't tell me to shut up, you know. Oi, guys, what's going on over there? All right, Ringo. Everyone out. Come on. We're trying to do a wrestling podcast oh. here. Uh, but great match. Jordan Devlin's great. Tyler Breeze, great. And great, great, greatness. Just go, go out of your way to watch this match it's this great. week. Just like the Beatles. Just like the Beatles. Next up, we have the Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, the face-to-face. Uh, because, you know, Charlotte Flair is just going to come out here eventually. They're pumping it up all night. Charlotte Flair is going to show up. Eventually, she does show up in the back, gets out of the car. Um <laughs> Looking very nice. Yeah, she, um, Belair like, comes waiting, out. Like, just imagine Ray Ripley and, Char- and um, Bianca Belair just waiting for... As, and as, like, is she here yet? In. No, she's just exiting as it's being followed by the Titantron, which I feel like that should have been done. Like, I feel like Charlotte Flair should just be big-timing everybody and everything in NXT. And then, you know, she underestimates it. Ray Ripley, and that's just your story for well, NXT. Here and, we go. This yeah. is what happened. Belair comes out first. She says, Ripley, you must have forgotten. I'm the number one contender because you went on Raw to challenge the queen, but I don't care about no queen. That's when Charlotte comes out because it's Charlotte. She's the winner of the 2020 Royal Rumble, if you didn't know that. Uh, Charlotte has, she says she has a lot of respect for Bianca, uh, but she is not Charlotte. Um, Charlotte says Rhea overlooked you and now you're running your mouth, making it all about you. Belair, she's trying to hold back this huge smile on her face because she's like, holy shit, I'm working with Charlotte Flair. This is actually kind of cool. She's holding it back though. You can tell. Um, uh, you know, that's when Rhea Ripley comes out. Ripley and Belair stand face to face. Charlotte pushes Bianca out of the way. Uh, with her hand, Belair is livid. She's doing like the "oh no, you didn't" uh uh-uh, uh kind of like 
hand gestures in the background, like, ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. It was like, like okay, just... but she like did it for a little too long. It's cool, but whatever. Uh, Ripley says, um, she says, if you're gonna come, uh, she says, if you came here for a purpose, spit it out because I'm all about dropping the queen. At WrestleMania. Uh, before Charlotte responds, Belair stands in front of uh, Charlotte. That's my Ray Ripley impression. Oh, sorry. Sorry, if you're here to, for a purpose, spit it out, because I'm all about dropping the queen at WrestleMania. Uh, before Charlotte responds, though, Belair uh, stands in the way of Charlotte's face and says, you're standing here, and you don't even go here, referencing yeah, one of the best girl, movies. Get it. Reference. Yeah. It was awesome. Every fucking, I loved it. I feel like, I feel like every fucking WWE like women's wrestler just they don't reference any girls, do they? Are you fucking serious? Oh. Alexa Bliss just uh. straight up bases her entire character with Regina George, and she will make sure that you fucking know that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. I get it. And now they're doing it in NXT too. Like, just oh, great. Bel Air. I never seen Mean Girls, by the way. Oh, you gotta see it. It's a great movie. Yeah. It, it is really good. Like, it was surprisingly good. Wasn't that the whole thing about that movie? It's like, oh shit, surprisingly good. Like this ain't just your average Lindsay Lohan thing. No, I, I, I was like, I I was rolling it. I feel like I just know everything there is to know about that movie now, just to watch it. Like, Glenn, okay, do you know Glenn Coco? Okay, I don't, so okay. I don't get. So the you don't reference. know Glenn Coco? Uh, let's see, where was I? Bel Air says, and you Ripley. Uh, you think you're just gonna run through me at NXT Portland? That ain't gonna happen. So at WrestleMania, it's gonna be it's gonna be me versus you, Charlotte, for the NXT title. Um, Charlotte, you know, says this is a conversation for champions, and go over there and fix your braids, which was kind of weird. Dirty fixed. Yeah, I mean, she has some really nice braids, Charlotte. I don't know if you've seen her hair. Rhea says, wow, I didn't come in your house disrespecting you, so don't come in here disrespecting us. We have a saying around here. It says, if you didn't forget, it's we are NXT. That's when Bel Air attacks Charlotte <sighs> from behind. They both slam Charlotte down, and... uh yeah, I mean, they slam her down. They get stand face-to-face. I was indifferent about this segment. Um, I don't think Belair is going to beat Ripley at NXT TakeOver. Um, and I don't know, it seems kind of weak that like I felt like she needed the help of Rhea Ripley to take out Charlotte. I think they were just trying to get over the fact that they are NXT. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, well, they also they, I thought they it was forgot they had a match coming up at NXT TakeOver yeah. that they have to build up to. They don't want people to look past yeah, that. Yeah, because match. they didn't want to they didn't want to make Bianca Belair seem like a second like fiddle that she was going to get beat again for the that it's like the fourth time she's had a title shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I don't think this should be the the way to go, but they could I could definitely see this being a fucked finish and then But how cool would it be a triple threat? if for some reason Bianca pins Charlotte for the NXT title at WrestleMania for some reason and a triple threat or something. I know. Did I, I just know. say tri- I, I just said a triple threat, but oh, then okay. I just think I mean that I just feel bad for Charlotte Flair just to be like, what is how much faith are you guys putting in me if you're just trying to add another person to any match that I'm in? That's true. And yeah. so I I, I mean it's, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I definitely that's definitely an option for them. So you're saying you have inside sources telling you this is gonna happen. One hundred percent. Okay. And then we go to our main event, uh, the Psycho and the Bros versus the Undisputed Era. Uh, the Undisputed Era come out. They're doing their little entrance, and they get attacked from behind by the faces. Continuing the brawl from earlier, the Bros and the Psycho take out Strong. Uh, the match finally gets underway when Ciampa and O'Reilly start the match in the ring. Uh, Strong does come up from behind and slams Dunn to the end of the, the edge of the ring. Um, you know, every time behind the ref's back, shit happens. Hey, you know what? Uh, German suplex exchange between Riddle and O'Reilly. Riddle and O'Reilly, they sound like a car parts store. Go to Riddle and O'Reilly for auto mufflers. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, let's see. Dunn does hit Cole with a forearm while Cole is going for the Panama Sunrise. Hot tag to Ciampa. 
Ciampa takes out the tag champs, <coughs> but Cole keeps getting away. Project Ciampa to O'Reilly, uh, but the pin was broken up by Fish. Ciampa allows Ciampa allows Cole or O'Reilly to tag Cole in because he wants a piece of the champ. Uh, both teams go back and forth with a lot of stuff happening. I mean, they were just hitting moves after move after move after move. Ciampa sets up Cole for a fairy tale ending, but Roderick Strong runs in, hits him with a knee, causing the DQ for the faces to win. Undisputed Era then beat down on the faces, uh, chasing Dragon to Dunn, high low to Riddle on the outside. All the men are beating up on Ciampa, spray paint a yellow X on his back. Um, you know, they say... Your story, or was this Cole saying to Chompa? He says, your story, NXT, for the NXT title is now over. Uh, Cole removes his knee pad. It's about to go for um, for a Shining Wizard, and or the last shot, right? He calls it, right? Last yeah. shot. I mean, that's what the X was for. I thought he was going to write NXT. I like, thought he was, we are NXT. Well, when he got the yellow spray paint out, I'm like, that Undisputed Era is... That logo is hard to draw, Cole. Don't just try to do it. Don't try to freehand this thing, all right? No, it's, no, Get it's, a tracing paper. No, it's like straight up. It's just going to be like a stencil <laughs> of just Adam Cole doing the Undisputed Era it's thing. It's just all of them. Like, it's yeah, the, and it's they're just going just to just go all over it. It's a, what do you call it? A digitally printed stencil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do love uh, There's a bunch of spray paint that got on O'Reilly's like abs, too. He's probably like, fuck, dude. It sucks. I wonder how. Hey, you know, at least they didn't do, didn't, didn't like, didn't be dicks like they like the NW did, NWO did to Goldberg one time when they were about to write NWO on his back. What they, what I think Scott Hall did was just spray paint a bunch of black on the dome of his bald head, <laughs> and then you could tell like Goldberg legitimately tried to swipe at Scott Hall when he was doing it. So at least they didn't do that. Well, I'm glad they. Did. I would love to see Chopper with a fake spray painted uh, hair on. <laughs> he looks like Homer Simpson. <laughs> they just straight up. Oh, when Homer does the fake hair. And it yeah. like no, it's just like it's yellow because okay. the, the oh, spray yeah, paint yeah, is yeah, yellow, yeah. right? Uh, Cole removes his knee pad, goes for the last shot, but no, the lights go out and ow! The Velveteen Dream makes his enormous return. reaction. Oh my god! And it was, it was. I mean, it was, it was granted. Also, like it was justified. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Velveteen Dream. His music hits, and he's on the top rope in the ring. He comes slamming down on everyone, and I do have a little bit of a problem with. Uh, Dream taking out all four guys. It was a little like it was a little much. It was a little much. I thought it was okay, but we get reminded why we love the dream so much because he squares off with Roderick Strong. He tears off his tights, and his pants reveal uh, a portrait of three people. And on the back it says, "Call me Marina." Yeah, it's the portrait of him, Velveteen Dream. A Velveteen, it was a portrait of Velveteen Dream. Uh, Marina Shafir. Is it Roger Stone or their, or their child? It was their child. Oh, my God. And, and on the back, it says, call me Marina. No, call me up, Marina. Call me up, Marina. So yeah, yeah. maybe you could take that. You can interpret this many other ways. Like, oh, Marina Shafir is not getting called up to the main roster. Okay. Oh, I didn't take it like that at all. I th- I thought it was. It was just, just a play on words. Honestly. It was just very um not I not Bobby Roode, not Robert Rude, uh, Rick Rude. Yeah, of course that's always been the you know. Thing. And I love I love the. It's in, it was it was incredible. It's it incredible because he's taking out I'm like what the fuck is he ripping off his tights for? What are we about to see? Oh my goodness! He's just exposing himself. This was an excellent six man tag and a great way for the dream to return. Um, too much happening to take notes, but oh my god! I mean, I think. Riddle's they, still awesome. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Riddell and Peter Dune are great. I think they went through the whole wrestling playbook in this match. So It's a hot match. Solid match. Solid six-man Very six hot tag. ending. It was, a great, it was a great episode of NXT, honestly. I think it was... 
If I were going to put, if I was, again, we always just kind of pit this side by side with one another. I think Dynamite was the superior episode because I think more stuff happened, more significant uh, things happened. Um, yeah. Like hotter, they had hotter angles. I think that. It was a better wrestling show this week. Yeah, but I don't know. But it's, NXT is always the better NXT, wrestling NXT's show. NXT is good. NXT is great. NXT is awesome. It's just that, you know, I, I, I'm more curious about whatever. I always go out of my way to watch Dynamite first, you know? And yeah. I guess that's just the way it is for, you know, just for us doing the show and everything. But even even without this B show, God forbid, I would just I would go out of your Dynamite. way to watch it. Dynamite first. You know? yeah. Oh, I always watch Dynamite first because I usually get home later. I'd be and it's the hot and it's the hotter show. So, anyways, that was uh, AEW Dynamite. That was NXT. That that was the B show. Yeah. So again, we'll be back next week with actually two shows. Oh, great! Our NXT Portland Takeover our preview show and our uh, the B show where we're going to talk about NXT and AEW. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you later. Have a wonderful day. Have a great weekend. And, guys, be nice to each other. And take care of yourself and each other. Yeah. You know, just like Jerry Springer would say. Yeah, and uh, you do you. Have a good day. Bye.